Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What what what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Ah, uh, what's new, J Dubs? Welcome into the hideout. Funniest night show in America. Best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. I am El Hefe. That is J-Dubs. Tonight we ask you to question everything and to be a part of something, hence to be somebody. 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's how you be somebody in the hideout. You pick up the phone, you dial those numbers. And just like uh, the internet, Dubs, mm-hmm. this show, interactive, two-way street. You can pick up the phone. You can uh, get a hold of us on the Instant Messenger, which is uh, Real Radio Hideout. There's, of course, the webpage, realradio.fm. And even the the uh, very special gathering place for the heretics, hideoutheretics.net. So all that is available, and we uh, reference all uh, all of those many times throughout the next four hours. Uh, it's Matt Albert. He's third Mike and Ryder, 6'5", 500 pounds, 21-year-old black virgin. Patchy baldness, graying hair. Tommy Bateman is our director. He handles the talk and roll controls, all the stuff you see on the webpage and RuralRadio.fm. Serial killer woman hater as well. Poonhound all around. Mm-hmm. And Chunks. Hot guy. Chunks the lovable loser is here, too, the executive producer of The Hideout. Looks like a basset hound. He's the one who's going to uh, host the Hideout Headlines game show here in about uh, ten minutes. And as he keeps on growing this beard out that he's got going, I can just see the the very patchy parts of it. Before it looked like it was coming in very full. Now I can just see uh, why he doesn't normally grow it out. Uh, he will uh, do the headlines. We uh, You hear the headlines in the Phillips file. We're turning them into prizes mm-hmm. here in ten minutes. You know, get caught up on the day's events, give out some swag, all that kind of fun stuff here in the hideout. For those of you wondering what the hideout is, uh, right in here, here's what I like to, if you've ever watched that 70s show, it's that basement that Eric and his buddies hang out in. If you're a fan of King of the Hill, it's the alley where, uh, uh, King Hill will hang out. Hank. Hank will hang out in the back. Um, just any place that you go to hang out, uh, with people that you, uh, want to talk to and, uh, hang tight. So anyway, there's a lot to get done this evening, J-Dubs. So, let me see... What's run? What do you got going on over there? Nothing. I just got a, and I am. About? I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay, fair enough. If you want to go ahead and start getting lined up too. Oh, if you go to the front page of uh, realradio.fm, you'll see that again we'll get you qualified uh, for the 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP Projection HD TV. We're giving that away on Monday, but we're getting you qualified all week, and usually qualifications will come. After the Hideout Headlines game show and a quarter past the hour, 8.15, 9.15, and 10.15. So that is all going on tonight. Hmm. <laughs> all right, that is funny, and you're right. I can't say that on the radio. <laughs> uh, so here we go, Doves. Some of the stuff that we shall get to this evening. 
You feel burned out. I know, I'm, I'm yeah. not even, even going to... I specifically asked for this guest for you because you are burned out. Yes, I am. Despite the fact that we took, not last Friday, but the Friday before off, mm-hmm. we're also taking this Friday off. Um, we don't take many days off. This is actually, I guess, the first days we've taken off since we got back from the new year. Yeah. But you were burned out. I am. I And it's more of a mental thing. It, it, it seems like, you know, how uh, authors type, uh, say that they have writer's block and that kind of thing. That's <laughs> how I feel right now. Every time I look at something, I just can't see where I can go with it. I can't really. Until I get into here, I really can't think. Like when I'm working from home or doing anything, I really can't think until I'm actually it's in 7 o'clock in my booth ready to work. All right, so we will talk about that. What do you think it is? You know, I, I if I knew it was just one thing or something or another, I think I would have a little bit easier time fixing it. I really don't know. You know what I think it is? What? You have no escape. This is just me as a as a observer. Yeah, I, I, I the could. favorite your favorite thing right now is what bowling. The bowling league. Mm-hmm. That is your escape, and for some reason, I don't know what's going on uh, at home or anywhere else, but I don't feel like you're escaping in here from seven to eleven and while you're bowling. And I don't know what else is on your mind because you don't talk to me. We're not friends. Let's we're, be honest. We're best of friends. Occasionally, we'll chat on IM about what Matt hasn't done. Yeah, I talk to Dubs every night now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I and th- I do know what's going on, and I'm I'm sorry. My thumb. Yeah, I know your thumb is hurting. But I would have to say that I think that's part of it. You don't have an like for some reason, you know, things aren't right for you. And that's why my thumb is really pissing me off because it's ruined and part of my escape. Because I'll go like for an hour during the week sometimes. Dude, I have uh, a torn calf muscle. I don't I care know, about your thumb. I know, but it, it kind of ruins my escape time. I, I can see that. Now yeah. I understand why it feels like it's so important, even though it's not as bad as a torn calf muscle. It's really killing me. It's a sprained thumb, which I have to, but whatever. I'm not going to sit here and cry about it on the radio. Rather do other things. So anyway, we're going to talk to someone from Men's Life Dubs to see if we can help you with your burnout. Also, too... Um, it, Apparently, there's more profanity in America now than there ever was. So we'll go over that. We'll uh, break it down a little bit. And then on the radio, we'll say our favorite curse words. Mm-hmm. Just which ones we like the most. Run down the list. Yeah, I like we, them all. We figure we need longer than this, just this Friday off. <laughs> How about a nice, I don't know, uh, six months? Yeah. Hey, hideout, your on-screen phone calls, the hideout door prize blowout. We got a debut, that K-Fed song dubs. First off, though, right off the bat, some people want to step two with some uh, phone calls. Let's go to Mark in Orlando. What do you got, Mark? Hey, I was just going to say that uh, your buddy there was saying that he has a hard time concentrating anywhere mm-hmm. except at work. Yeah. One of the reasons for that is just the fact that when you're at work, that's where you do your work at. You're so ready, so programmed into doing... Whatever. While you're at work, you're in the mindset. All right, I'm at work now. I got to do this. Got to do that. You think? But see, that's the thing is, is that technically here and what we do, Mark, and thank you for the phone call, is that we're always working. Yeah, and just kind of writing down things, looking for experiences to share with you on the radio. And this right here, you know, is like the the culmination of all the work we've done uh, beforehand. There's a lot of work that goes into like, I, and I'm into a normal. 
uh, rhythm, I, at least I was, at home where I was working at home, getting a lot of stuff done. Now I've hit this little block where I'm at home. and What do you I, want to do when you're at home? Nothing. I want to do nothing. I want to sit there. I don't want the TV on. I don't want the radio on. I want nothing. You're depressed. I'm not really, like, I don't feel down on myself. No, I know. In that case. But I, I can understand that aspect of it. Tommy? Do you find yourself just longing for another season of Lost on DVD that you can just spend, like, two days yes. watching? I, I enjoy when I'm able to turn my mind off and play video games or watch some stupid TV show. Hey, let's not get crazy. It's not stupid. I think that's what it... And look, you can take what you want, but I think you're depressed. You may not know it, or you may not even be depressed like about you, but mm-hmm. there's some sort of depression going on with you right now. Because I, I would... And Tommy, you know more about this, uh, being the craziest person here in the hideout. You would probably know more about depression and things like this, and if this seems like it's a, you know, a telltale marker of, hey... I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit there. I don't want TV on. I don't want to look at the computer. I just want nothing to be around. You think that's true at all? I don't know. I always found that I like having the TV on all the time. Even when you're depressed? Yeah, because otherwise then it's just too quiet. Hmm. And that's when the anxiety kicks in. Like you're all alone in this world. You could die here now. No one would notice. No, that doesn't really bother me. Uh, Let's go to Rich Nakala next up in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Rich? Uh, I heard your show last night about the uh, Loose Change uh, documentary. Yeah, yeah, just real fast, for those of you who didn't listen, by the way, the entire interview is on the iTunes and the podcasting for The Hideout. But, uh, yeah, we had the guys on who made the uh, documentary Loose Change 9-11, their website, loosechange911.com, just kind of their theories on how the government knew what was going on and maybe even helped uh, implement uh, what happened on 9-11. So go ahead, Rich. Well, anyway, you got me really thinking about this thing, and I've, I've been around a lot of years, and I went through the whole conspiracy theory with JFK and a lot of different things like that mm-hmm. in my life, and, um, and and there's a lot of validity to what they were saying, and I'll have to talk to some structural engineers on the collapse of the, the Twin Towers, and, uh, but the two things that I would like to comment on, it does seem strange that there are no videos of the plane going into the Pentagon. Would, you think that place would be heavily videoed? Yeah. Uh, in from fact, different sources. From, I think, yeah. with, well, just real fast, I think what the guy said were the 84 cameras that are surrounding and would get you that shot. All of them were confiscated uh, by the government. Our buddy uh, EMSTD posted on uh, hideoutheretics.net that he was actually f- driving through the area and saw it happen. That, there, he, that he, there was a plane? Yeah, and, but he doesn't like to talk about it because it's too emotional. Well, he should call in then. If those guys are spouting one view, he needs to say, hey, I was there, I saw it. And I need Coyote Ugly passes for when I go back to visit. And what's the other thing, Rich? <laughs> the other thing was the, the uh, Flight 93 into uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I can kind of understand how that happened because if you make the comparison to Payne Stewart's plane crash, there was zero left of that. So, but that's the difference. Bit. Well, that's the difference between a smaller private plane and a, what was it, a big 757? Uh, yeah. Well, I, no, I don't think that was a 757. I think that was a smaller one. But 737. Uh, you know, well, I, I think that's I think that's possible. All right. Well, fair but, enough. Uh, and, and here's the thing that we say, too. You don't have to take it as fact. What I wanted everyone to do was, you know, to watch it, think for themselves, and, you know, question the movie, oh, yeah. question I mean, what the it, government said. 
I mean, I, I was at the end of a long day yesterday. I had a grandbaby born, and I was coming back Congrats. from Orlando to Ocala, and uh, it got me thinking pretty hard on that, especially the part about the, the building collapsing as fast as a free-fall object. Now, it uh, now, seems like there should be some type of uh, a slowdown as it pancakes down to through the uh, floors. No, I, yeah. I hear you. Hey, Rich, here's what I'd like you to do, bro. I'd like for you to uh, at least watch the documentary, again, question it more, see if you can come up with more holes in it. I mean, there's nothing All wrong right. with that. Well, I will see you, yeah. buddy. LooseChange911.com. All right, here's our buddy, EMSTD. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm all right. How y'all, fellas? All right. Good to hear from you, my friend. Yeah. All right, so um, you were there. What were you, on 395 on 9-11 when it happened? Yeah, I was on 395. Um, back at my old job, I was an EMT. Mm. Um, and the weird thing is we had just transported, just a little background, we had transported um, from George Washington Hospital down to the morgue in D.C., which is a little strange, but that's what we did. On the way back, we were on 395. We're coming back. We saw the plane. Uh, we saw it hit. Um Freaked us out quite a bit, but me and my buddy who was driving flipped the ambulance around uh, into the HOV lane and drove in, and we were actually the first ambulance on the scene um, on that day. And Now, what about, what about like, the – because have you seen the movie yet, EMSTD? No, I haven't, and I, I – like I was uh, – like I posted, I haven't had the uh, – I haven't had the opportunity to watch it yet, and I needed to calm myself down a little bit after hearing some of the things I said last night. No, I hear you. Um, and I just haven't had the opportunity to watch it yet. But I'm going I'm to watch it probably tomorrow and check it out, and I, then I can... I, yeah, I, here's the thing I'd even love. I mean, I'd love for you to even... I mean, I know it's probably an emotional thing for you, but, you know, to come on and maybe, you know, counter some of the things that you saw in the movie. Again, I'm not telling everybody this is a... Yeah, this isn't scripture. We're but, saying that. But again, I'm saying, hey, watch this thing and you know, and question it, just like I think you should question everything. Hey, uh, EMSD, I appreciate you calling in, brother. Absolutely, guys. Have a great night. Hey, do you still have Coyote Ugly uh, hookups? Uh, he's gone. Damn it. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> I know when you go home, you really want to see. Uh, go, to, uh, go to that. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, Dubs. When we come back... We'll get caught up on the day's headlines with the Hideout Headlines game show, and we'll give out some prizes. We need at least three players. At least three players call now to be a winner. 407-916-1041, and star-1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. Oh, another thing after that, Dubs, you want mm-hmm. to talk about, I guess you had an awful day at the DMV? Yeah, there's a few awful things that happened today, but the DMV was a big chunk of it. <laughs> and are you going to say that racial? There was something racial there, yes. Oh, no. Yeah, so there was a little bit of racial oh, no. stuff going on there. Oh, All right, I'll no. take a break and come back in the hideout on Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Remember, at the end of this segment, you'll want to be Caller 7 to get qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP Projection HD TV that we're giving away on Monday. You get qualified for that when you hear the sounder, not a moment sooner. So hang tight for after the Hideout Headlines game show. Game show brought to you by the Wholesale Furniture Market. Um, the Wholesale Furniture Market with designer sofas normally $8.99, starting as low as $2.99. Wholesale Furniture Market, over 40,000 square feet of quality home furniture. 
50 to 70% off every day. Wholesale Furniture Market, State Road 436 in Castleberry, next to the Sam's Club, 407-332-1314. Be a winner, learn a little something right now on The Hideout on Rural Radio. Welcome. Welcome to the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Answer questions on what's in the headlines. Local, national, world, sports, entertainment, and strange. If you guess right, you win big. Now here's your host, Chuck. All right, you heard the categories. Could be true, false, multiple choice, fill in the blank. Here we go. Hideout Headlines Game Show. Chivalry alive here in the hideout. you got to get two out of three correct, and we always start with ladies. Ladies first. So, Crystal and Daytona, you were first up. Which category would you like? World, national, local, sports, entertainment, or strange? Local. All right, here's local for Crystal. All right, local is fill in the blank. Lawmakers in Tallahassee are pushing legislation that would let what household pet join owners on outdoor patios and tables at restaurants? Dog. There you go. Good job. Hold on just one second. We will get you your second question in a moment. Uh, so dogs, I guess they're saying now that you can take them to eat? Yeah, you can take them to eat. I know a lot of Tijuana Flats have a lot of outdoor ones and... It'd be a great place to bring a dog, but I guess they're laxing. There's health health code uh, regulations yeah. now, and they're trying to get rid of those so that pe- people can bring their dogs to eat with All them. All right, Debs, let me ask you this. If you're going out to a nice meal, uh, which you and I would rarely do, yeah. but if we were to go out to a nice meal, or any meal, to be honest, mm-hmm. what would you rather at the table next to you, a dog or a young child? A dog. Without a doubt, a dog. I have to agree with you, so it's going to be tough for me to say no to this. Or uh, rail against this. Today we were uh, we were eating with our program director, one of our program directors, uh, Dan Stone, mm-hmm. and he, uh, he he took us out to a very nice barbecue place. And the table next to us, there were a couple little kids, and they would scream every time. And it was getting kind of annoying to me every time a, a siren would go by from a a, a a fire truck, and they would just start screaming and yelling about it. No, and I, it was. I was so annoyed. I wanted to say something, but I didn't want to seem like a jerk there at the table. I got something else about that uh, meeting with Dan Stone and his profanity <laughs> and his language, uh, which I'd like to call him on. Oh, remind me of this too. We got to call out another person who works here at Clear Channel for the way that they tip. We'll do that in just a little bit. But first, we'll continue on with the game show. Here is uh, Crystal again. World, national, sports, entertainment, or strange? Which category to be a winner? Uh, let's go strange. All righty. All right, strange is multiple choice. A man in California was charged $4,334.33 for the purchase of what at a Burger King? Is it A, a men's room urinal, B, a fry machine, C, some old French fries, or D, two Opera Juniors and two Rodeo Cheeseburgers? It's D. Good job. You're a winner, Crystal. Hang tight. That's right. I guess the idiot uh, checkout lady uh, works the uh, counter accidentally charged $4,334 to the guy's account. Oh, so he was paying on a card. On a debit. Oh. Now, here's the thing. I blame him partly. For signing. For signing. Because you have to sign or at least you get your receipt back. Not at some of them. Well, no. I think it's anything under $25 they require you to sign anywhere. But a lot of them, like if it's under 25 you don't have to sign. But at the very least, if you get that receipt back, you should look at it and be like, whoa, 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 we got a mistake. From what I understand about the story, 
He didn't get it till later when he was ready to pay his mortgage, <laughs> and he had overdrawn somehow. Yeah, and I guess the Burger King tried to give him his money back, but Burger King puts like a three-day hold on all uh, transactions so they can clear the uh, charges with the bank to make sure these people actually have the money there. So the guy, they couldn't do anything for three days, and his no, mortgage payment was they, coming. They, uh, they have to write him a check. I'd say you have to give me the cash right now. All right, so let me get this straight. Let's say I got nothing in my bank account. And it's three days before payday. I could go eat at Burger King, knowing they're going to hold it for three days until I get paid, essentially. I guess you could. Always finding ways to uh, beat the system. Well, how I do it? I uh, order pizza and write a check. That's not going to clear for at least two or three days. Do you know this is a pizza guy? I just know it as uh, just running the risk every once in a while. You know, you just you throw it all down there. You're like, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, gamble today. For example, we get paid on Friday. Mm-hmm. So if we needed to tomorrow night, mm-hmm. we could write a check for some pizza. Yeah, definitely. And then by Friday at midnight. Friday, uh, I I think it wouldn't go through probably till Saturday. The check really? Mm-hmm. Even if it was on Wednesday night. Wednesday night, well, they wouldn't uh, be able to turn it in till Thursday. And uh, then Thursday would have to go through the bank, and, and then it would go to your bank, and then probably uh, Saturday morning come out of your check. Or out of your account. Wow. That's why places don't like checks anymore, right? Is that part of the reason, or just because well, people are writing hot uh, checks? People always writing bad checks. That's the problem with it. All right, let's uh, go to Henry in Orlando. Next up in the Hideout Headlines Game Show here on Real Radio. All right. Okay. Hey, buddy. World, national, sports, or entertainment? Which category would you like, Henry? Uh, let's try sports. All right, let's go with sports. Here's Chunks. All right, sports is true or false. In an effort to appease the fans, the NFL Competition Committee is allowing lax standards on end zone celebrations. Is that true or false? Oh, I haven't heard that. I'm guessing uh, let's go True. <laughs> Uh, so so hold on a second, Henry. You will get a second chance. It's just the opposite, right? Yeah, it's it's just the opposite. I mean, light dancing and maybe you can spike the ball are accepted, but no props. You can't celebrate with other teammates in the end zone. That, that's how it has been. But I mean, now they're enforcing a lot more uh, harsher standards, and they're they're, they're like fifteen yard penalties for uh, on the kickoff. Well, I, yeah, I think before it wasn't a penalty, yeah. but it was a fine. And now they're uh, going to penalize the whole team. Actually, or something do like something that. in yeah. the game yeah. that could affect the game. Ah, uh, right, I enjoy the uh, the the, the uh, props and the celebrations and all that stuff. I, I think maybe pulling the cell phone out and trying uh, something like that, and maybe something that if you had a sponsor and you're getting paid for these things, I think that might be a problem. I don't. Why not? You're getting the, the NFL and the owners are making so much money as it is. I just hate that it's now going to kind of get watered down. The NFL, while it is popular, yes, is also, too, one of the most boring personality-wise of the sports. I mean, that, that's what you'll see on SportsCenter is when someone does some kind of, and even on NFL Network, They'll show these silly little dances and everything because it sells. People love it. There's no problem with it. All right, I know they're in town. I know that, uh, you know, Jerry Jones is listening right now. Um, William Clay Ford. Ford is listening right now. So is Daniel Snyder. Uh, you know, for me, buddies here at the hideout, don't do that. Don't ruin the game by taking out the little personality that there is. Because mm-hmm. it's just not. Soon, here's what you're going to have. I'll tell you this. The touchdown, I don't mind. What pisses me off is the celebrating after each tackle. 
That is, unless it's a sack. A sack, I, I think they can, you know, do a little dance for. If and even each catch, if it's not in the really important categories, and I don't think you should be celebrating. That's just me as like being a sport. But if you're going to score a touchdown in the NFL, the most competitive league in the world as far as uh, football goes, maybe one, you know, strongest guy league or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think you ought to be able to celebrate if you're accomplishing something like now, that. How about first down? You know, a lot of times they'll stand up and they'll do the the pointing. No, look, I love Michael Irvin, but that annoyed me even as a Cowboys fan. So no, touchdowns only, sacks only. I love it when they just get up and spin the ball right in the face of uh, whoever just tackled them. Well, you're a Lions fan. Getting a first down is like getting a it touchdown is. for you. <laughs> so let's lower the standards for Lions and Cardinals. Hmm. Though they're going to be good this year, the Cardinals. All yeah, right, Henry. said that every year. Here's your second chance. Uh, right. World, national, or entertainment? Uh, let's do entertainment. All right, here we go, my friend. Entertainment for Henry and Orlando in the Hideout Headlines game show. Entertainment is multiple choice. The smoking gun found a letter from a casting director for ABC's Extreme Makeover Home Edition to other ABC affiliates looking specifically for what types of families for future shows. Is it A, black families, B, Asian families, C, gay households, or D, families with retarded kids? Um, let's do families with retarded kids. <laughs> right. yeah, also, you know, if they have <laughs> cancer. Hold, hold on, you will get it one more chance to be a winner. Also, if they have cancer, if they're missing a limb. Uh, just a little preview for tomorrow and what's on the web. Uh, retarded kids. Nice. Right? Oh, yeah. I love me some retarded kids. What's on the web every Wednesday night at 10 o'clock? Tommy Bateman and... Matt Albert find that one. But I guess the thing for this letter is they're just looking for the meekest of situations. Of course. Yeah. That's, those are the tearjerkers. That's what they live off of. I don't, I don't think it's a problem that they're looking for retarded kids to help out. I, we're looking for them here in the hideout. Yes. Or muscular dystrophy, you know, missing parents. Dyscafry? Muscular what? Dystrophy. <laughs> uh, you said dystrophy. Mm. All right, here we go, Henry. Wrap it up. You want world or national? Uh, let's do national. All right, here we go, real fast. All right, Nationals fill in the blank. Governor Jennifer Granholm, J-Dub's favorite governor, signed legislation today to raise the minimum wage to what? Seven forty an hour by 2008 in which state? Oh, man. Um, well, let's guess uh, Michigan. Here we go. Good job, Henry. Hang tight. Seven forty an hour. When I started working at the age of 14, it was 420 or 415, something like that. It's only 515 now. I thought it was 425. I, that's what it was when I was. I think it was 4:25 when I was a kid. Well, I, each state's different. Mm, but I think it was like federal minimum. Oh, really? I think that was a federal minimum, and then the state could bump it up if they want. I want to talk about that one a little bit later on. Bring that story into me, chunks. So we'll hit that one a little bit more in depth. Right now, let's wrap up the game. It's got to be one and done. Ladies first in the hideout. It's more than we were getting paid at the edge. Oh God, are you kidding? Cindy and Cocoa Beach, you are left with World. If you get this right, you're a winner, Cindy. Okay. Okay. All right, Cindy, you're lucky. 50-50 chance. World is true or false. President Bush today told Iraqi officials that he was confident in the prime minister. Um, uh, uh, you, you did it phonetically, too. <laughs> I know. That's my problem. Try saying it. Ibrahim al-Jafari and thinks he will do a good job in the future. Not bad. Yeah, you didn't do bad. Oh, he probably said true. Sorry, Cindy. Apparently, um, the president doesn't like who could be running things over in Iraq. So uh, get out. Essentially, is what he's saying. So the yeah, democracy. We, are, we aren't running that country at all. Spreading the democracy mm-hmm. 
uh, it's really going very well because we're freeing the people. They're voting and they're, uh, you know, they got their people in place, and that's not good enough for us. Why don't you guys take a little guy called Carl Rove and run your country? How about Pat Robertson? Ooh. I, I think he could really turn Iraq around. All right, bring me that story, too. We'll comment more on that one later. First, we got a break. I've been yelled at about Russ running late on commercial breaks. So we'll break now, come back, give you more, more, more here in the Hideout on Road Radio 104.1. Tuesday night in the Hideout, it's Road Radio 104.1. star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. Real fast, Matt in Orlando, what do you got? Hey, I'm pretty sure that you guys were talking about checks earlier. Yes. Um, checks, I, I'm pretty sure it's called an electronic signature. And I think merchants have the option of immediately submitting your electronic uh, mm-hmm. signature. I think that was changed about a year ago, where before they would have to physically mail in the check to the bank. The bank would have to clear it, mail it back, and so everybody kind of had some leeway with that. I think a law was changed where they can actually electronically submit your check now and wow. immediately deduct those funds. So it's just kind of a uh, – I mean, the merchant The merchant has the option, I think. So, oh, but, wow. Uh, you know I think I haven't been caught by that yet. I would say it's that, that little, like, red, uh, I think, sticker that they have right there at the counter. I think that's what that is, notifying yeah. you that they do that electric signature thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll see it at Walmart too sometimes, or places like that where you run a check and they just it, it'll like feed the check through this machine, it's like a shape like a semicircle, right? And it just swipes it right through there. Basically, they're electronically submitting that information. Oh. Boom! You can take that money immediately. Hey, Matt, I appreciate you just saved me a bunch of hot checks. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Dubs. Yes. So we had a good meeting with our assistant program director today. Yeah. Dan Stone. Such a good guy. Love his brother. Fun ride over, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that, too, Tuttle. <laughs> hey, I was happy. <laughs> Whatever. Of course, weekend dad. <laughs> so, but we're all hanging out, having some, uh, some food, and then you had to run over after the meeting to the DMV. Yes, I needed to get new, uh, new stickers for... The, the plates on my uh, chick's car, because it's under my name, so I had to go get those. Uh, I was missing some of the things that were needed to get this done, so I waited there for 45 minutes, got up to the front, and the whole time I'm just sitting there watching this go on, the, the these people working, if you can call it that. The people who work at the DMV? Yeah, uh, because it would take them forever to get through anybody and that well, hold on and i i can understand that there are some things that take longer than others but there was one guy that was up there for the full 45 minutes and still up there when i left there i don't know i've never had something that took that long at one of those places i don't know what it could be that would take over 45 minutes with one teller but uh the the thing that really pissed me off is after each uh person they serviced they would do a victory lap almost, where they, it was like, you know, they just work so hard that they have to just walk around the room real quick. And they aren't filing anything. They walk back into the break room, they walk over here, and then they'll come back and call the other name. name. Taking about another two or three minutes to do that. Oh, it's two or three minutes, whatever. It builds up, though. When you're, when you are, you know, 15 people, Behind, you know, when uh, I'm I'm number 74 and you guys are only on 59, it, it does take up time. So who are these people that were doing this? Well, it, that was all of them. Okay. Every last one of them. Now, the the uh, the people working there, there were four old white chicks 
and three older, but not as old as the white chicks, uh, black chicks working there. The four white chicks were all at the individual tables. It was very segregated because all the black chicks were at the same booth helping the same person at the same time. At the back of the DMV? No, they oh. they actually had their nice little side booth right next to the door. Mm. Separate but equal. Yeah, separate but equal. But three of them working on one guy, and the it was Ugh. just very... Are calling them whores now? No. <laughs> and the, it was just very odd to me that three of them were working on one person, and then... You notice how you said them, Matt? Yeah. Not those... I, yeah, I could have said those people, and that would have been worse. I'm not saying... The beasts... Why don't you just call him that? You know you want to. Aryan. The beast. Uncalled for, Dubs. What? Playing that. My finger, don't, my don't finger even. strays. Don't even. <laughs> I know what you're going for. So, But, but it, it just it it just fit that stereotype, and it was... What stereotype ve- is that? I'm not going to get no, into I, naming. I, I honestly don't know what stereotype. It was just very segregated. It seemed like uh, the uh, it wasn't like uh, it, it was just a in all of them. Every last one of those girls in there had to find someone that they knew in that room that were waiting and uh, cluck like a chicken, trying to uh, you know. You mean I, a fried chicken? No, I'm talking about all the ladies there, white and black, huh? they, original or extra crispy. Just wondering. I like original personally. Yeah, I gotta agree with there. So, the way you described it to me on the instant messenger was like the black Voltron. Yes, they were they or black Captain Planet, where they were all coming together to do one task. So I, I don't understand what the issue is. Is it the DMV or the black people who work there that it, you hate? The DMV overall was terrible. It was, and I, that was just one part of it that I found very odd. I don't think I'm being racist here. Would you have noticed if all four white women? Yes. Now, let me say, would you said all four of the white women had yes. congregated together? Yes. And if it was Spanish girls, I would have said all the four of the Spanish girls with their long fingernails were over there working. What the hell? Very- <laughs> what? The Beast. Curtis in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Curtis? Hey, uh, I, I just want to uh, back up dubs on, uh, on the uh, DMV uh, long... Uh, line waiting in uh, Florida. I've lived in uh, three different states, and uh, I lived in New York and Pennsylvania and Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, both New York and Pennsylvania, those people want to get you through as quick as possible. Now, I agree. Like, you know, when you're working on a computer, I mean, maybe it's the computers. Maybe it takes forever in Florida to pull up your record and get through it or whatever. But Florida is by far the worst. Mm-hmm. When you go to the DMV, Virtually for anything, you better pack a lunch. All right, now here's the, here's the thing, too. I have lived in multiple states as well, Texas, Michigan, Maryland, and now Florida. I'm not going to lie, I haven't been to the Florida one yet. Uh, haven't no, had, haven't I had thought the, the Michigan one was bad. So I still got a license somewhere. Um, but as far as the DMVs go, i got to say D.C., Maryland, was probably the worst. I never went to that one. You were in Virginia. I don't know anything about how bad Florida is. I'll have to take your word, Curtis. Thank you. And it it was just because I've been to the Michigan one where, you know, 10 people back, you're waiting, but maybe like 20 minutes. This one here, and I was 15 people back, 
seven of them weren't there. They went right through those, and it still took me 45 minutes to get up to the front. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Tuesday night, it's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Another chance to get qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP technology projection HUTV coming up here in about 20. Hang tight for about 20. Nice. Dubs having issues at the DMV. Dan and Ormond Beach, your first up. What you got, Dan? Hey, uh, I've been back here in Florida now for the last couple of years, and I've just gone online to myflorida.com and had my uh, driver's license renewed and my uh, license tags for my car done for the last couple of years now uh, just online. I don't think you can write a check like you do the pizza guy, but, huh. you know. <laughs> right. Uh, so- you don't have to stand in line or anything. Uh, they just use your picture from your driver's license from when you had it before, but uh, it's a great service. All right, Dubs, have you, and I appreciate that, Dan. Have you considered just going online to get it all taken care of? Uh, it, it didn't look like, from what I got a notice from, uh, that I could do it online, or I would have. Uh, it did- looks like I have to send it in by mail if I want to do it any other way. Did you end up getting your no. stuff? No. Why not? I was missing a piece of paperwork, and they said I need to have my car there for some reason. I was driving the van. My chicks got the car. For some reason, they needed to go verify something on the car. That's odd. Yeah. That that really pissed me off because not only did I wait there 45 minutes, but they turned me away because of something that I have no idea why, you know? What would the notice say? Or do you not want to talk about it? Well, the, the notice just said, uh, bring your uh, your uh, license, uh, re- or I don't know if you need your registration or not, but uh, and uh, proof of insurance, which I had. Is it a chance you could finally get busted for that kitty porn you got? No. Uh, this has nothing to do with my computer. All right. Just check it. Or the DVD collection in my closet. Tempest and Oviedo, you're in the hideout on rural radio. What's up, Tempest? Well, I just moved here from California, mm-hmm. and I got my license in California, and it was maybe five people in front of me, and it was an hour away. It was horrible. i got to imagine, too, that California, a little bit more laid back, mm-hmm. um, just way too many people in that state as well. So There's I, a lot of lazy people. And here's the thing. It's America, so you're going to find yeah. out whether you're in Florida, California, or in Michigan. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate it. Now, the funny thing is, Chunks and uh, Tommy were sitting in my van the whole time during this thing. Doing what? Snuggling? I don't know. Uh, when I came out, they were, all sit- they were both sitting outside in the alley. I still feel sick from sitting in the car because it was all hot and sunny. <laughs> so you left the kids in the car? Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, think- I'll be right back. Yeah, and I was like, you know this is going to take an hour, mm-hmm. right? And I still sat there like an idiot sweating into my shirt. Getting this horrible headache, starving. I, I want to uh, apologize to you guys. I tried to turn the air on. I'm like, oh, the air ain't working. It's because it was turned all the way to warm. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> Why didn't you turn it over to cool? Because I noticed it when I was turning the car off. Four hours later. <laughs> what did you guys do for 45 minutes in the car? I text messaged some hot chicks. Okay, that's because you're a poonhound. I see that. I mean, one chick in particular... Chunks? I, I kind of fell asleep. You know how he's got the two seats laying next to each other? Yeah, I just kind of fell asleep laying across. Because you're there. lazy. Yeah. Oh, and I sent Chucks a few pictures of me flicking them off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what you do when you're bored. So the children. By the way, check out Chunks' MySpace profile. Yeah, I guess there's some fun comments on there. Uh, John on the beach line here in the hideout. What's up, John? What's going on, guys? What you got, buddy? Hey, a couple, couple things real quick. Uh-huh. A, where you go to get your license plate, that's not the DMV. 
That is your tax collector's office. Yeah, it was, it was called uh, tags and uh, right. license or whatever. I own yeah. tags in place or something like that. I live in Brevard County, so my tax collector would be different from yours. But yeah. if you want to raise H, you got to raise H with your tax collector. All right. And the other the other thing is with the merchant deal and the three days. I am a merchant. I have a small business in Bavard County, and that's not the merchant's option. It is the credit card processor that holds everything for three days. He takes the check or the credit card, or, the, or I do, the ATM, whatever it is. It goes to a processing center that takes the money out of your account, and the money hits my account three days later, and I have no option. Mm-hmm. And with hey. American Express, it's seven days. Yeah, that's why a lot of places don't take uh, American Hey, let me ask, what's your, uh, what's your business? John, we'll give you a plug. What do you do? Um, I have a little car lot in Grant, which is just south of uh, Palm Bay. It's called Jam Vehicles. All right, Jam. All right, well, thank you, John. Jam, John and Mike. All right, we'll talk to you. There you go. Thanks, Thanks. man. You betcha. All right, Dave and Sanford knows why they needed your car. What do you got, Dave? Yeah, hey, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Uh, What you needed was they needed the VIN off your car. They have to verify it to keep you from registering a fake car to legitimize a stolen car. Wow. Yeah, okay, I know, that completely makes sense. It's that little number right up there in the yeah. dashboard, right? But I've never heard of that before. I When I, I when I came over to uh, switch my title over, they had to do it, but I, wouldn't, I, didn't, I didn't think they would need it for just the, the, uh, the uh, stickers, because you can, you can mail it in, and they can't check it then. Maybe because you can't go near the schools. I wasn't near a school, man. Hmm. All you right. can mail it in after you've done it the first time. All right, thank you. I appreciate it, Dave. Let's take a break. We'll come back. It's The Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Coming up next on The Hideout. Dubs, I think it's part of the problem while you're depressed. You can't escape work. No. Never. You're always working before the show. You're going to the DMV. Things aren't happening for you. You're burned out. Up next, all of us who are burned out, we'll get a little uh, help from Men's Health Magazine on how to deal with that. Or even how to tell if you really are burned out. There's a good chance you may not be. You're just a sissy. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Uh, coming up. That's not even veiled. It's just so out there. Uh, Dubs, coming up at the end of this segment, Caller 7 to get qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP technology. Uh... HGTV that we have for you. That's at the end of this segment mm-hmm. when you hear the sounder to call in. You're cute to call. Cute to call. Um, Dubs, it sounds to me like you're incredibly burned out. Maybe I do need to relax. Let's, let's listen to Frankie and see what he says. He goes to Hollywood. He's a dead bird. Aw. It's so, not that, Frankie. Now, joining us from Men's Health Magazine, one of their editors... Aaron Hobday to talk about being burned out. We are coming up on a full year mm-hmm. being here at Real Radio. And I guess because we're now kind of becoming professionals. Well, kind of. When it comes a to little bro- bit. When it comes to broadcasting. Sometimes you get that mental wear and tear. Mm-hmm. And I have to say this, too. Well, we'll go ahead and bring Aaron in. Hey, Aaron, how are you? Doing? Fantastic. Thank you for joining us in the hideout. So here's kind of like what it's like for most people who don't even have our easy jobs. They eight, they work eight to nine hours uh, a day, usually five days a week. Then they deal with family. Uh, a lot of the most of the people deal with some sort of a family mm. or other obligation trying to find a family. 
And then on the weekend, it's you've spent so much time at work, you need to wind down a little bit, but also, too, you need to run errands. You need to get stuff done that you've been neglecting because you've been working all week. And is that part of the thing that's leading to this whole burnout, Aaron? It can be. Sometimes it's that sort of nonstop, go, go, go Mm -hmm. um, schedule that you have. You know, you've got on the weekends, you have all those errands that you're running, or maybe you're traveling, maybe you're even working. I mean, a lot of people who are burnt out end up working on the weekends, working late at night, you know, after they put the kids to bed, heading back and maybe sending emails or something in the middle of the night. Those kinds of things are definitely sort of putting you on the fast track to burnout. But it can come from that sort of overwhelming daily routine, the commute in the morning and well, the long day. I can't blame it on that. Hmm? No, Dubs can't blame it on that. He literally lives around the corner. But Hmm. I think it's part of it, too, and I don't know if this goes into it. Again, we're uh, speaking to Aaron Hobday of uh, Men's Health and uh, talking about burnout. One of the questions or one of the observations more so than anything is when you do have so much to do, let's say you get that one day to veg, Mm -hmm. literally sit there, watch the entire season of Lost on DVD or watch the marathon of uh, Surreal Life or anything else on VH1, the guilt that almost sets in, too, for taking that mental health day. Do you see a lot of that as well, Aaron, when it comes to this? That can be definitely a problem. It's sort of like you crash from your work high, as it were. You know, you keep working and working and working yourself into a frenzy and then sort of just fall apart on, you know, day six. You you spend Saturday watching the Real World Road Rules Marathon. Right. Um, and instead, you want to, like, try and fit some joy into your other days, a little bit of relaxation time. Maybe you find somebody to talk to during the normal course of the work day mm-hmm. you're having a bad day. You can either email or go meet for a beer and leave the office early one day a week maybe, get that workout in. It's really about working it into your schedule because, like you said, if you sort of um, overdo it and then yeah. take a day and just fall apart, you're going to feel worse in the end. Now, Aaron, uh, can you analyze me real quick? I'm going to run you uh, uh, the short version of my week. Okay. M- Monday through Friday are basically the same. Uh, I wake up probably, I would say, around 11 in the morning. Oh, we work at I, night, mind yeah. you. So, I, okay. so I, I usually don't go to bed till 4. Right. But um, I, I wake up at 11, uh, I will go outside, smoke three cigarettes, uh, pop open a Monster. Uh, Energy drink, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I will go inside, go through the Internet, see uh, any any big news stories that are going on. Um, usually won't find anything first run through, so I'll go back outside, smoke. Uh, <laughs> pop open another Monster. This is about 1 p.m., all right, I'm so this is about right two now. monsters in two hours yes. and four cigarettes. Yes. Okay. Uh, then I'll go back inside, finally find some stuff, uh, start working on that, get semi-bored with it, uh, <laughs> go back outside, smoke again. Um, this brings me to about 4.30. Then I realize, oh, crap, I have to be up at the studio in at least an hour and a half. And we have a four-hour show to do. Yes. So then I'll try to squeeze as much as I can into that last uh, hour and a half. So basically, you're working all day. But not, like, working treadmill style. Running, 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 but not going here. So that's my weekday. And then I come in here, do the shift, go home, uh, watch a little TV, play some video games, smoke some more, and fall asleep. Now tell her about your weekends. What are you doing on the weekend? By the way, we're talking to Erin Hobday of Men's Health. She's an editor there. Go pick up the latest issue, Men's Health. Now, the weekends depend on my list. You have a list from your girlfriend? Yes, okay. of uh, what needs to be done that weekend. 
whether it be uh, shopping, whether it be uh, what we need to clean, what needs to be done. Uh, like today, there was uh, a, a short list with the uh, tags and everything that I needed to get done, as well as <clears throat> there was one little spot in the carpet that needed to be sprayed. Oh, God. So <laughs> that was also on my list, which I didn't do, and I felt very proud of myself for not doing it. Uh, and the, uh, a couple of glasses in the in the sink needed to be done. So, but during the weekend, um, there we usually will clean. I want to uh, shoot myself. Uh, Saturday morning. Sex time. Around, around, and then we we try to fit that in around vacuuming. Uh, and he's not kidding, by the way. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. Dubs, I I now, see, uh, I think we've got Saturday. It. I will clean. Now, I, I'm, I'm getting to my little relaxing time in a second here. Saturday, we'll clean during the day, uh, and then we will go out for dinner or whatever, and then we'll do the bowling league that we have going on. And then uh, Sunday, we basically have everything cleaned, but everything has to be straightened up again because Saturday <laughs> night we came home and messed a few things up. So we have to uh, pick that up, and then I get a little bit of relaxation time Sunday night. And then and it's I, time for Monday, getting on that treadmill. Yeah. Nice. Get on the treadmill. All right, Aaron, let me ask you, uh, being an editor there at Men's Health, <laughs> this is healthy, right? Um, well, I think we're missing a few steps maybe in your daily routine. Like? Like, for example. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to put Ryan a batch in there, but that's usually around 2 p.m. And that that happens a couple of times, and that is his, again, his, his him time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think that... It's personal, Aaron. I don't want you asking about it. <laughs> no, we're not gonna. <laughs> I think that while... Your schedule is perhaps not the same as what most people experience. Mm-hmm. It still is, a, is evidence that you're maybe in a rut, maybe a bit of a routine that's not so good for you. Yeah. The smoking. Oh, that, that's the only part of it I enjoy. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> don't take my love. That's well, just <laughs> While I'm sure it makes you feel like you're relaxed, mm-hmm. something tells me that exercise would be a benefit to you in terms of um, feeling better and feeling like you're getting outside of your routine. Dubs up at a nice jog or Then that becomes my routine. But the, posit- the positive to the smoking is that you're getting outside in the sun. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, no, is- I stay right in the shade. I'm really a vampire. <laughs> oh. I will hide in the corner. All right, hold on. Aaron uh, Aaron Hobday from uh, Men's Health. Uh, I guess Coach Lubbock needs some uh, advice. From- Coach Lubbock, you're in the hideout. Hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> Hey, uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty burnt out. I've got eight kids, and I coach basketball at school. I teach math and history all day. I'm just burnt out. I mean, I've got my my kids, you know, Cindy, Marie, Jr., Sherry, Cindy, the baby, and my favorite, Wendy. Can't forget her. I have no piece of, you know, all quiet. Right, thank you. I, I think I remember who that is. And he's been in that routine since, what, the early 80s? <laughs> yeah, eight, no, eight, <laughs> around 88 to uh, 91, so. the run of just the 10 of us. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. The fact that you picked that up is crazy. All right, uh, now Matt Albert, who is 6'5", 500 pounds, 21-year-old black virgin with patchy baldness and graying hair, says Dub's day equals his day minus the energy drinks, the smoking, and the cleaning, and the other stuff. <laughs> so basically doing nothing. Except right. for the Internet part. What are what are some of these signs of burnout sure. then? Just looking at Dub's or what else? Well, one of my favorites is we have, we have a sort of a quiz in the magazine this, mm-hmm. this month, and one of the questions is when a bartender pours you a pint, you think A, mm, beer, B, gosh, I wish I had his job, or C, after a week like this, I deserve a drink. 
Now, what we found was that guys who are really burned out are, like, envying the bartender's job. I mean, going out for a drink at the end of a rough week is okay. It's not awesome, but it's all right. But if you're wishing you were the bartender, then you're probably burned out. I will say this, too. Usually I start my after-show drinking on Wednesday. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. See, what do you think? Do you uh, wish you had the job? or No, because uh, we have an easy cush job. But yeah. I am, hey, it's Wednesday. Friday is still two days away. I need a beer. When I, well, when I get that beer poured in front of me, my thought, honestly, is, oh, no, not again. Because oh, no. I know that I'm going to get obliterated and end up banging the mattress and box cushion of my uh, bed. Once again. Because your chick won't wake up. And, and you'll uh, just be staring at her while you're railing away against your furniture. Yes. Uh, Aaron Hobjay here in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Um, right, what can we do about burnout then, Aaron? How do we fix this other than go pick up men's health? Well, there are a couple things you can do. One is to get sort of a, a burnout buddy, somebody that you can count on to pull you out of your funk when you're in a funk. A weed you, friend. Mm-hmm. Like your bowling league. That's mm-hmm. a perfect example of getting out of the house and being around other people that maybe you don't work with. Exactly. Well, no, it's a, it's a show thing. Actually, yeah, oh, it's no. all of us. Uh, and all of the listeners, too. So, yeah, it's not really escaping work. No, no, it's <laughs> well, it's sometimes, but even, even if it's just getting out of your routine and doing something fun that's just for you, that's a good thing in terms of burnout. Yeah, smoking. Routine. Mistress. That's what I'd like to suggest. Like we said, getting outside in the sun, <laughs> perhaps without a cigarette, would mm-hmm. be a good move. What's your thing? Uh, why, why are you getting smoking? Why? It, it, she it, works it, for Men's Health. I couldn't understand how they would be for smoking. It freshens your breath, whitens your teeth. Mm-hmm. Newports. <laughs> yeah, right. A little white, different. <laughs> um, what else can you do when it comes to the burnout? Sometimes, I mean, this... Some places you can't get away with this, but an occasional nap or a walk in the middle of the day can sort of refresh you sometimes, get you out of your routine. So if you're the type of person who's a 9-to-5 or you sit at a, in a cubicle all day, you get tired of looking at those brown walls, head outside and take a walk or maybe sneak off and catch a cat nap if you can here's, or leave work a half hour early. Here's what's funny. Week. Here's what's funny about this, Aaron. Dubs made it sound like he has the most horrific life ever and then you listen to other people and what they have to deal with like, cubicles um things like this and you realize you're trapped in the prison of your mind my friend like malcolm x says it is it's a my mind has a cubicle and i can't pin anything on it to make it different i can't hang a new clock you can't i can't put pictures of my children because i have none i thought you had two but, but no one can listen in i don't on like conversations. them though. no and you know that's so funny. With yourself. <laughs> That's so true. He is. He's a lunatic. Um, well, here's the thing. Men's health. Right, what about this? How much is burnout costing America as far as? Heck of a lot. It's costing people are missing work because of it. It can lead to heart disease and all kinds of other health problems. So, like, chronic stress is one of the worst things for you. I mean, it's just as bad as smoking or, you know, being overweight. Things like that that take a huge toll on your body. Burnout can do the same thing. I'm sorry, Happy. Uh, I'm, I'm exposing you to my secondhand stress. That is and true, I, man. I'm I, feeding I, off of it. It's not only the smoke, but the stress, too. Aaron Hobday, men's health editor. Uh, I think, all right, just real fast. Okay. So, for Dubs specifically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what should he do? Dubs, I want you to really take note. Okay. All right, what can Dubs do? You've heard his routine. Mind that it's a little bit of a different setup than the uh, average American, but what can Dubs do? I say stop being a sissy. But <laughs> but other than that, what could he do? I think if 
might be good to get back on a semi more normal um, sleep schedule. He's going to bed a little bit earlier, getting up a little bit earlier. I go to bed at mid. Even though our show ends at eleven on the East mm-hmm. Coast, I go to bed at midnight. I'm taking by, note of this. By twelve thirty, I'm out. I'm definitely taking note. Right, maybe de- you get up a little early. Then maybe you do something just for you in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's working out. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's writing in your journal. Whatever yeah. it might be that you know tickles yeah. your fancy. And taking some time to do something that's just for you. I got these notes down. And when you're at work, get your work done and then get your butt out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and do something, like, cool or relaxing, even if it's watching a movie or taking a walk or, you know, hanging out with some friends that you don't normally get to see. So all it's right. all about rearranging that schedule. All right, Dubs, there you go. Aaron Hobday, Men's Health Editor, thank you for coming into the hideout. And I really for think, having me. I really uh-huh. think this, these notes I wrote down are going to help. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Appreciate it, sweetie. What does the note say? F this whore. <laughs> She's right, dude. And the and the uh, burnout thing in men's health is right. Mm-hmm. You have some issues. Why? I'm happy. You got some deep seated, like, things you need to work out. Do you think you have ADHD? Hey, no. What's going on, guys? I'm not even near. What that kid He's is. Where, Joe? <laughs> Weren't you taking the uh, St. John's Award? Have you stopped that? Yes, I have, and I need to jump back on you it. You think that's part of the thing? Maybe. I, ju- I I stopped taking it for one reason or another, like two weeks ago. And it's actually been about two weeks you've been telling me, dude, I just can't get anything going. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling it. I've been feeling great the past two weeks. What have you been doing? Nothing. <laughs> same old, same old. Whatever dubs is down, I guess I'm up. I guess that's what it is. Our biorhythms are different. Mm-hmm. By the way, for Coach Lubbock, I suggest you go uh, some amusement park rides, like the zipper. That's, <laughs> that's, that's great she got that. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's The Hideout, Rural Radio 104.1. Stay tuned. The Hideout. Coming up next, it's The Hideout. The Hideout. Hey, Dubs, do you think we're living in an age of profanity? Well, from the note I wrote, yes. Yeah. F this whore. Uh, apparently, that's what you thought of her notes, the men's health editor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at this every night. That's not going to help you, dude. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Oh, oh. It is Tuesday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Congratulations to CJ in Orlando. Qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP projection HDTV from Texas Instruments and CompUSA. How excited would you be if you, uh, if you won a 52-inch TV? I've seen the picture of what it is on the uh, front page of RealRadio.fm. Mm-hmm. I was actually, believe it or not, I was thinking about that today. What it would be like to have someone delivering that to my place because I listened to a radio show and ended up winning. Yeah. And just like, oh, that's a $3,500 television. I called in, Caller 7, qualified for it. Have it, you have you ever won anything from a radio station? I think when I was a kid. Yeah. I once I never claimed it. Oh I, really? I did win something when I was a kid. I I won a lot of stuff from our uh, station we used to work at ninety two on the edge. Uh, no, actually, yeah, I, I won stuff from the edge and Key one hundred six when I worked at a pizza place mm-hmm. and would just listen to it. I I, I won like ECW tickets three different times. Uh, I think I won uh, tickets to Corn. I I've won tickets to a lot of things just from listening to the radio and and you'd be surprised. Uh, you you never think you have a shot. But then you uh, just give it a try, and you end up winning. That is the fun thing about it. It's always fun. So quarter past the hour, we get you qualified again at uh, 
Probably even throw some qualifications into the Hide Outdoor Prize blowout, but definitely 9:15 and also at 10:15. Hey, two things real fast, and then we'll get to that prof- profanity poll. So our buddy Lefty mm-hmm. is up for a radio job. They're doing a background check, and they said, you know, we're just going to check and see if you've ever committed any crimes, heinous crimes, yeah, and whether or not you attended college. That takes out half the radio workforce. Well, he got worried because. He's attended college, but he didn't graduate. Mm. And so he's worried. And I said, did you write down it? He didn't put anything for Michigan State University. So but I he think, did go there for a while. Oh, You can write it down as part of your... Uh, oh, absolutely. Three or four years, I think, he was there. Yeah, yeah he's I like, wouldn't. He's one of those guys that's like two semesters away at most. I don't know why he just doesn't go back and get it. Got caught up in the radio, man. Yeah. So anyway, there was that one to throw out. And then also, too, so we see our former intern Putin up here. Mm-hmm. He was delivering Chinese food. He works at a fantastic Chinese place. And I go there probably once every couple of weeks. So he, I guess, delivered the food to someone up in engineering. Mm-hmm. And the order, remember I was talking yesterday how I got pizza over the weekend? Yeah, and you were worried that you only tipped $4? Uh, it was like, it was 18 bucks, and I tipped them $4. Yeah. It was a heretic who I know, and I'm like, oh, man, I would have probably tipped you more. Sorry about that. Well, this person who works in engineering, we'll just call her. She's Foxy. Fair <laughs> enough. Foxy. I like that. Foxy lady. Foxy, Foxy. She tips Putin. On a $17 bill, uh, $17 uh, was the was the total bill. She tips him two bucks. Ouch. So two dollars on a $17 delivery to a former intern. And this place that Putin works at is up on 434, mm-hmm. right off of I4. So I mean, it's a it's a pretty good little haul. I would think that warrants at least four or five dollars, right? I would uh, expect that, and I, I know she knows him by face at least. You know, you would think. I mean, he was in here for what seven months, eight, maybe nine months mm-hmm. as an intern for the hideout. I'm so sick of these phone extension list emails I keep getting. Right. So Foxy in engineering <laughs> tips. $2 to a former intern who mm-hmm. is delivering Chinese food. And here's a uh, you know a word to the wise. Anybody who orders food up here, you should expect it to be a former intern of some sort at this business uh, if, it's, if it's delivering food here. Because most of them go back to the delivery job or whatever job they were at before. Except Gibbs, who's moved up to the big bad world of AAA. <laughs> and that's why he's leaving Dubs, or cutting back. What would you say is the fair way? What is minimum wage? Minimum wage mm-hmm. here in uh, nationwide. What do you think minimum wage is? I'll say six fifty. I believe it is five fifteen an oh. hour. Uh, what do you think is a fair minimum wage? Thirty-five. <laughs> I would say six dollars fair minimum wage because that's usually reserved for uh, you know people working out of uh, high school and everything like that. The Michigan governor has signed a piece of legislation that will raise minimum wage from 5.15 to 6.95 an hour. Wow. Then 7.15 an hour in July of 07, then 7.40 an hour in July of 08. 
That's crazy to me. Yeah, the current minimum wage is five fifteen nationwide. That's like the minimum, according to federal law. Every time I go back to Michigan, it seems like prices are getting higher and higher for everything there. They are like the first to jump up as far as gas. The cigarettes are getting to the point of uh, being something like uh, New York City. I think uh, I, I paid six bucks for a pack when I was home one time. Uh, it just seems like things are getting more and more expensive in Michigan, of all places, and now they're just going to shoot up even higher to, co- uh, to compensate for this minimum wage raise. So six ninety-five an hour. Mm-hmm. It was six fifteen when I worked at the uh, pizza place, so it's a little overdue on raising it a little bit. Is that good? Do you think that we should have a living wage where people who are working one of these jobs can live off of it, like a ten, twelve bucks an hour for everything? Man, we when we worked at uh, Q106 or 92 on the Edge, we would see signs for seven to eight dollars an hour at uh, closing at, a Wendy's, closing a Wendy's or Taco Bell, and we would dream of that money. I don't think that's a bad wage to start off with. I think it's a good starting wage for the jobs that you usually start at with those. I was just wondering what people thought. Like, how much are you making, Gibbs? Here? Nothing. No, no. At, at your nice oh. AAA job. Uh, Because it's third shift, the overnight shift, it's like 11 an hour. Damn, 11 an hour? Yeah. Now, uh, 10 an hour was what I made when I was doing the pistons, when I had to plug that thing in and unplug it. That's all I did. And that was terrific money. I couldn't believe I was making that much money. Isn't there something, too, about once you break into the, like, $10 or more an hour, mm-hmm. do you think you've made it as a person in life? Yeah, you never want to go back, even right. though you sometimes have to. All right, F- Florida minimum wage is a six forty an hour. I don't think that's bad. But think about that, though. six forty an hour. Multiply that times 40, if you're even allowed to get 40 hours if you mm-hmm. work in a job that lets you. Most don't. Most you're maxed out at like 29, so they don't have to pay you benefits. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so what is that? What is that price-wise? 640 an hour times, even just say 40. And where does it go from there? And is that enough to live off of here in the United States of America? Because this is what the president is talking about when, hey, uh, the economy is good. We're making jobs. It's a lot of these minimum wage jobs. Which there's nothing wrong with a minimum wage job. You know, a lot of people, you know, that's what they can do and that's what they're happy doing. But I don't think that's something to gloat about as a president. All right, so that is a year. If you're making 640, you're making just about before taxes. 12. About twelve. Mm-hmm. We get about twelve grand a year. I would have dreamed for that at our first. At the gig. first station. Yeah, I was lucky to break seven a year. Radio, you gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Jason and Deland here in the hideout. What's up, Jason? All right, punched uh. out. I will right, we'll take a break. Come back. Let you get caught up on this. It's the Hideout Rob Radio one hundred four point one. Coming up next on the Hideout. And you wonder why people are burned out. You're probably having to work three jobs, 120 hours a week to make $36,000 a year. Oh, boy. 
the hideout. Uh, we'll come back with this profanity poll, too. i got to tell you about this and on where we stand. It's the hideout, Real Radio 104. Point. Keep this in mind. Where is it okay to cuss? I say in the next segment. It's a hideout. Call him and do it. No, Real Radio 104. No. Yeah, like they'll, uh, they'll, they'll say like $2, $1 delivery charge on the thing. And then that's in addition to also the tip. But what you don't know Thank you, John. is what places take that for themselves or what places give that to the actual driver. Why would they take that to them for themselves? What would that ever, what would, they don't need it. They're already getting the mother money. Yeah. I would figure that would go have to, have to go to the driver. They, they, they say that it takes someone out of their kitchen to uh, deliver it, so they charge for that extra service. Hey, let me ask you this. So we're out this afternoon having our meeting with our, Assistant Program Director Dan Stone. Mm-hmm. And we're at this barbecue place. I guess Babaloo's is what it's called on Lee Road. Yeah. It was very good. I'd been there once before. I forgot how good it was. We're all hanging out, talking about the show, this, that, and the other. Plotting, planning. And Dan starts getting going on something and just starts cursing. Mm-hmm. I mean, cursing. Not at us, but just about uh, something in general. Yeah. And then we look over and there's a like a couple of moms yeah. with their two daughters, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, man, I got it. And then he stops cursing because he notices them. Later on, gets fired up again, starts cursing some more. And we're just like, hey, the children, the children. <laughs> I didn't care. I said, hey, let it fly. I say, actually, point in their face while you're doing it. <laughs> but Maybe spit on them a little bit. Whip it out. <laughs> <laughs> but... I guess, according to this poll, Americans, 74% say they encounter profanity in public frequently or occasionally. And that's according to the Associated Press. Two-thirds say that people swear, they think people swear more than they did 20 years ago. And as far as the gold standard for foul words, a healthy 64% said they use the F word, ranging from several times a day to a few times a year. Oh, mine's several times a day. But my question is, where is it okay to curse? Like, with that family right there, or those little girls there, I mean, honestly, they're, when Dan was like, oh, i got to watch it, I actually said, please, you know they've heard Mommy say that about mm. Daddy. <laughs> We've all heard that. I wish I knew where that blank was. Exactly. But is it okay to swear, you know, just... It... Well, I, there, there's only been one time where I thought it was unnecessary when I was uh, I was at a gas station. This is probably two weeks back. And uh, there were four people working uh, at the uh, gas station. And two of them got into it about something or another. You know, some someone didn't cash out the register right or something happened. So... Uh, he start, uh, she starts yelling at the other one, you know, uh, F, 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 you, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just taken back on how open she was with it. And when I you're think, at work? I think when you are working in front of people like that, it, it tends to be a little, you know, maybe uh, unnecessary. But uh, other than that, if you're just talking to a friend and you walk by a group of people, it, it, you don't have to watch your language. All right, now it says here, too, that younger people admit to cursing more than older people. 62% of 18 to 34 acknowledge swearing in a conversation at least a few times a week. I'll say this. 
It has to be like a few times an hour for me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, are we sailors? Well, every time I walk behind, you know, walk into the phone screening room, Tommy and I call Dubs's, I mean, gives his mom a C at least five what? times. What? <laughs> at, least, at least five times. She really is, but she kind of likes it. Every commercial break. Especially when you spit on her face and call her a C. Oh, come on. It's just that over and over oh, again. Oh, yeah. Break. Don't get me started on that. And that's compared to the 39% of those 35 and older. I I wouldn't think that we're so different from those that are 35 and older. Or maybe it, maybe they did a lot more when they were younger, too. And it's just something you kind of grow out of? Yeah. I can't see myself growing out of not, of like... Not cursing? Right. And, yeah. And, or, or of cursing, yeah. growing out of cursing and beginning to not curse. It's such a staple in my everyday language do you think it's partly too because we can't we cannot curse for four hours so we feel we have to squeeze it in during the other 20 and you gotta think about it you're sleeping for eight you're on the radio for four that leaves 12 hours to try to get as much cursing in as you can and then the other time you're just sitting there alone and you really i rarely curse to myself oh unless playing madden you're right. So when you're around your buddies, you almost have to curse. Yeah, you have like a two-hour window of being with your buddies when you can curse. And you got to squeeze it all in. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mark in Orlando, yeah, you're in the hideout. <laughs> What's up, Mark? Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, it, it, it's still going to suck from even when gas is like $10 per gallon because I've been working for the same place for since two, the end of 2000, and these guys have only gave us five cents more than what we used to were getting paid. Um, and, and the gas prices have gone o- over like are you talk- up to three bucks. Are you talking about as a delivery person? Yeah. Uh, see, I don't, I don't even know how you guys do it. Because, like, for Putin, he's, he's driving out here for a $2 tip. And I don't even I mean, he's probably spending near that in gas just round trip uh, sometime and, at some point. And people are still tipping the same, a-holes. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mark. I understand. And that's the funny part about it, though. They uh, people feel like they need to cut back on uh, you know on, on, what, on their spending, so they cut back on tipping for people who are using their gas. It just seems like a very. I know we've talked about it a lot this week, but it, or maybe even just in the last couple of you know last week or so. But for some reason, tipping has like taken over my life. And I see it, and I kind of feel like there's something we should do about it. Mm-hmm. Lee and Claremont, you're in the hideout. What's up, Lee? What up, man? What you got? All right, not much. I'm, I go over Pop John's, and I'm saying you right now, dude. $5 is, like, average. All right, $5 is average for a tip. For really? What, for what he's delivering. Wow. He's out in Claremont, though. I don't know if that's different from Orlando or Castleberry or anything else. I know in the Ville. One or two bucks as your average. All right, who do you think curses more, men or women? Men. Without a doubt, men. Yeah, it's men. 60%. Who gets cursed at more, men no, or women? No, 54% compared to 39%. Well, that's a funny thing about it. Women are, compa- are uh, bothered by it more, 74%, than men are. That's- and if they didn't get bothered at it, we wouldn't call them it. Yeah. Gibbs, mom. What's your favorite one to say? Gibbs mom. Um, well, the word that they use for Gibbs' mom is probably one of my favorites, just because there's a big shock value to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
shock jock. It's kind of the F word is kind of unbeatable. Just be, it is the king. It's the uh, it's the Charles Manson of killers. It's, you know, like, and, and it's whenever you throw an adjective around it, like a, uh, like a fat, yeah, or chubby, dirty. Yeah, then all of a sudden it does. It just has more meaning. Yeah, wimpy. You did your parents cuss around you a lot? No, actually, my parents are very very uh, clean as far as their language goes. No, my mom and dad. Especially my mom. My dad, not so much. When he did, I knew I was in trouble. Yeah, that, that's how I knew. In my grandma, very church going, church every Sunday, I heard her curse twice, and both times I got my ass whipped. All right, so that's kind of a marker of duck. Mm. Take a break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Whatever goes, if it's something good, we'll give you a qualification for that television. Welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Not any television, a 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP projection HD TV. Very nice picture of it on RealRadio.fm. Check it out. Call, be a winner. All right, massage therapist Kimmy says that she uses a lot of bad words around her kid, but he knows not to say and what is okay to say. And she says um, only, like, she'll do the whole thing of only big people can say that. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I don't think that works at all. I know you guys are being sarcastic, but <laughs> just because of the fact of... He knows not to say it around you. And yeah. I want to be a grown-up, so watch me be a grown-up and drop bombs. Mm-hmm. Drop bombs on them. Ew. Um, <laughs> hey, one of the cool things that we also have on the webpage, and I implore you, if you have iTunes, go download the five categories. We need to run that promo more of the... We have an iTunes promo. I know we have a podcast. I know. I'm just saying when the commercials are packed. Well, let's just squeeze it in because I think people need to get on a uh, podcasting uh, bandwagon with the hideout. But um, the whole saga with Nightmare Dave and his chick, which was just, I think, fascinating and great radio, is up there, along with the entire interview from the Loose Change 9-11 guys. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare Dave, though, first up in Hey Hideout. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? What you got? Oh, wow, you sound, uh, you sound great. <laughs> well, I, I, one thing I have to say first, real quick, is thank you, Chunks, for calling, and thanks definitely for leaving a message. What happened? She called up her mom, freaking out that she got a message from somebody at the radio station. <laughs> oh, really? got her to call me. Oh, wow. Oh, my. How did that work out for you? Were you happy about that? Well, I thought I would be, but now after the hour and a half conversation we had last night and the fact that I told her that she's now dead to me and I want nothing to do with her and I wash my hands of her, I don't know, just that she made me feel like total ass because she said that the reason why she didn't want to tell me anything and that she she was afraid of me. Afraid like, of you? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't no, understand. What the heck? Look, at any you. anybody. Well, no, it, not just you. I mean, anybody would be afraid of you know uh, facing their own you know demons and uh, what she has to, to deal with, and it, it's easier for her to, to just you know ignore you and write you off. Yeah, th- nobody wants to step up and have to deal with what they've created. That's it, what it was. It's not a you thing. It's a her thing, and not being confident enough. Well, and the thing that cracks me up is she kept telling me not to make her out to be the bad guy in this. I'm like, what? Like, you drag your you drag your whole family and me in the middle of all this crap and all these lies. Do you feel... And, yeah, I know, I understand. Do you feel closure? Yeah, but I don't know if I should have had that final conversation because 
I don't know. I feel so. I don't know who the hell I am right now, and I feel weird. Your nightmare, Dave. That's who you are. Uh, Primetime drive, Dave. Midnight. Dave. I don't know. I feel. I feel. I feel like a jerk, and I feel like a dick because there was a few things that I guess I didn't guess were that bad, but to her was like a big deal. Like what? I don't want to get into any specifics right now because it just Benwood. drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. You gave us the whole story. You're going to hold that on the bad things? We kept asking you what the bad things were. You said nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, I mean, there's things that happened that, like, right before she left, mm-hmm. uh, like the last two weeks when we were having a little bit of our trouble, Yeah. she, we were, like, goofing around, and she was, like, biting on my finger, you know, like, pretend play or whatever, and she started to chomp down on my finger. Well, I got physical with her with getting my finger out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. How and physical? She turned it. Well, I didn't really grab her throat, but I put my hand on her chest, right by her throat, and shoved away and pulled my finger, dislocating it, trying to pull it out of her damn mouth. Then closed the door. And her she head. told me. She told her family, or when or she told her mom that she had grabbed my hand and bit my finger because I was trying to choke her. And it's like. What was the other thing? And and she said that that the I guess a few times during sex I hurt her. Well, yeah, I, I mean, know that. hey, you know, I didn't tell her know. to blame your parents because that's the genes you got, my friend. <laughs> exactly. Lucky. But she, I told her it's, it's been a curse of mine, and I've, I've, I hate it, and there's nothing I can do about it. But What do you she, mean? Like, are you too rough at sex? Well, size and roughness both. All right, so there you go. You got that and a trip to Vegas, ladies. A lot of yeah. girls will dig it. All right, Nightmare, hang in there. We'll talk about more when you come in again, all right? All right, talk to you guys. See you Thursday? Yeah, I will definitely be there Thursday. I'm gonna... We're going out to Dangerous Royale after. Oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to get off early. Oh, no. From work. I'm going to have to relieve from... me early. Oh, come <laughs> on. From work. All right, we'll talk to you, Dave. <laughs> all right, talk to you later. Hey, what's coming up this week? Oh, it's Ben. That's right. <laughs> um, let's go to Heretic Xander real fast. Hey, hideout. What do you got, Xander? Hey, hideout. What's up? Hey, buddy. Yeah, I just learned today that it's probably not a good idea to tell suicide jokes at school anymore. Oh, all right. So you, I hope we get. I thought you were gonna call at ten. Can you call back? Yeah, sure. All right, call back. Don't kill yourself between now and then. Here's a good story about mm-hmm. him and a girlfriend at suicide. And a joke he made, and now how he's in trouble at mm-hmm. school. Daryl in Fort Myers, hey, hide out real fast. Hey, hide out. Hey, buddy. Uh, I just want to say the last place you can curse is on uh, XM Satellite Radio. Yeah, that's the last place. Oh, yeah. sweet. O&A o- can talk about whatever they want with no uh, fear of retribution. <sighs> or talk about and, uh, co-workers. Yeah, I just, uh, I, uh, freedom. Ah, uh, the sweet freedom those boys are on. Well, our co- co-workers like to go on there and talk about us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's true. I forgot about Tuttle and Ron and Fez today. I'll, I'll address that next. Hey, thank you, Daryl. Appreciate it, my yeah. friend. And we'll also give away some prizes. Everybody up on the board, if they want to play, they can. What game are we playing tonight, Tommy? It's uh, about celebrities that have been arrested for pot. All right. Ed, do you want to give out the first question, or you just want to have people call up? Just call in. It's not that hard. All right. How many players should we get? Uh, I think I have 12 questions. 12, right. 15. We need at least four players. 407 star-1041, on your singular wireless phones. Hideout door prize blowout. The CPA game next on Real Radio 104.1. Tuesday night in the hideout, it's Real Radio 104.1. Call now to be a winner if you're of age, you moron, Gibbs. For the hideout door prize blowout, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. 
and Star 1041 on the singular wireless phone. We do it every night at 9 o'clock, a different game show. So that we can give away prizes. We need four, at least four players. Tonight's game is CPA, Celebrity Pot Arrests? Yes. All right, nice. And uh, how does the game work, Tommy? Just uh, give you a few uh, hints and clues, and then you have to name the celebrity that was arrested for pot. What's the best way to do this? Two out of three? Th- we have 12 questions, so. Which if you I want to do one and done? Or Are if they you hard? Want to, I don't think so. Even Dub's got them. Yeah, I, and that's saying something. <laughs> I got a, I got a few of them. I missed a few of them. So, you know, they're, it's right in the middle there. All right, tell you what. Anybody who wants to play can. Are you hanging up on players, Gibbs? What is your internship up? Can we just have you go now? Say it on air if you do talk. That'd be fantastic. It is during the break. You can say it now. <laughs> so put them up on the board. I guess one and done, Tommy. Let's roll it like that. And All tell right. me when we have a... Not two, best two out of three. Best two out of three. Here we go. Schminoff Iceman first up. You ready, buddy? Let's do it. All right, here we go. CPA game. Celebrity pot arrests. All right. Everybody's favorite little buddy, the real-life Gilligan, was arrested in 1998. 1998, after a package containing two ounces of marijuana was delivered to his West Virginia house. Name the celebrity pot arrest. Bob Denver. Mm, very good. Winner. Uh, best two out of three. He's got to get two out of three. So here's the next one for Smirnoff Iceman. The filmmaker of renowned movies JFK, Platoon, and Born on the Fourth of July was pulled over by police officers for driving erratically and was arrested when hash and painkillers were found in his car. Oddly enough, he didn't make a movie about his arrest being a conspiracy theory. Name the celebrity pot address. At arrest. I suck. <laughs> I would remember it, but I think I got high when I watched those movies, and I can't remember his name. Um... <laughs> uh, Oliver Stone. Very good. Oliver Stone. All right, here's your next one, then. I got to get two out of three, so if you get this one, you're a winner. Smear off All right. man. This one should be easy. This actor in such popular movies as Dazed and Confused and Amistad was busted in his Texas home after numerous noise complaints from neighbors. Officers saw him dancing naked and playing bongos. With a male companion, by the way. He was arrested and booked on suspicion of possession of marijuana and paraphernalia. Named the celebrity pot arrest. Matthew McConaughey. Good job. You're a winner, Smirnoff Iceman. By the way, stay tuned because at the end of this segment... Another one of those qualifications for the 52-inch television that we're giving away, the DLP technology from Texas Instruments. Or if you even win here, you can uh, pick one of those up, all right? Let Gibbs know that is an option. People can't pick up one of those qualifications. We'll draw the winner for that on Monday. Let's move on to J-Dub's mattress. J-Dub's mattress here in the hideout. Ready? <laughs> no! Are right, you ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. Here. <laughs> here you go. This famous rapper and protege of Dr. Dre was arrested at a Los Angeles comedy club for possession of less than an ounce of marijuana. But murder was the case they gave him. Name the celebrity pot arrest. Snoop Dogg for shizzle. That is correct. Here is the next one. I'm so shocked by that one. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know he actually liked that. Hmm. This celebrity was busted in Texas in 1995 with pot in his car. Charges were dropped later when the search was determined to be illegal. Now he's back on the road again as Uncle Jesse. Name the celebrity pot arrest. Oh, God. I don't know. Go to the next one. Dubs, do you know it? 
Now I do, Willie Nelson. Yeah, sorry, I started to say. Oh, I, 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 I thought I, when he typed that one over to me, I thought John, John Stamos. Just from the That's Uncle Jesse. So did I. Why Stamos? Just because Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Uncle oh, Jesse you guys are you're in a whole other world then. <laughs> uh, I right, here's in the Rippers. You get this one, J-Dub's mattress. You're a winner. Cut it out. All right. Former Van Halen frontman busted in 1993 in New York City after buying a dime bag from an informant. However, he should be jailed for doing a terrible morning show. Name the celebrity pot artist. Oh, just the gigolo guy. What's his stupid name? Uh, David Lee Roth. You're a winner, oh, J-Dub's yeah. mattress. Not getting any action, but you are a winner. Actually, the mattress does. That's right. I forgot. A winner tonight, a loser later on. Just lonely. Uh, all right, here we go. Next up, it's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. We do it every night at 9 o'clock. The Hideout Door Prize Blowout, a different game show for you. Next up on the board, been holding the next longest, Dave and Lakeland. You ready, Dave? Yeah, let's do it. Got to get two out of three to be a winner. Here's Tommy Betts. All right. This annoying gold tooth rapper celebrity was busted in 1996 while riding his bike in the Bronx. New York police officers noticed a bulge in his pocket and stopped him. They found a kilo-sized brick of marijuana on him. I wonder if Brigitte Nielsen would have bailed him out back then. Name the celebrity pot arrest. I can think it was Bobby Brown. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Uh, One of the greatest rap groups of all time, Public Enemy. Um, here's the next one, Dave. Got to get this one right to stay in the game. All right. This one I know nothing about. So, uh, this Sacramento Kings player was charged with marijuana possession and assaulting a police officer in 1998. He was pulled over and arrested and, oh, and resisted the police officer. The vehicle was impounded and traces of marijuana were found inside. This was really a bad question. Uh, Not a lot of hints in there. A yeah. Sacramento Kings player. In 98. In 19- Chris Weber. Ah, oh, very good. I didn't know that he had that one on him. All right, good guess on that one. I was that was the that was my first thought, and then after him, I was going to go to Doug Christie. I was thinking Mitch Richmond. Ooh, that's not a bad You're one. You're the only one going back old school. All right, here's your uh, here's your next one. You get this one right. You're a winner. It's another right. sports question. This 76ers franchise player was busted in '97 on marijuana charges, and his initials don't stand for artificial intelligence. Name the celebrity pot arrest. Alan Iverson. You are a winner, Dave. Good job. You know your pot. I can't believe it. it's shocking to me that Allen Iverson would get busted for dope. He seems like a clean-cut dude. Absolutely. Do you remember his, the videotape of his mom outside the jail? No. Oh. AI is innocent. AI. Corporate <laughs> Allen is what they like to call him for the 76ers. She had the you know usual black sass neck movements. It was just embarrassing. Hmm. She did give birth to a great... Uh, Point guard. Isn't she like 10 years older than him? Uh-oh, this isn't good. What's wrong? Dirk Nowitzki and Avery uh, Johnson getting into it. In a bathroom stall? Ooh, that's not it's good. better there. That's not good. Can there. someone adjust the 10? I can only see Avery Johnson <laughs> smile. Yes, <laughs> he is a dark brother. All right, Christine and Palm Bay, ladies first when we play the game. How, many, quest- how many questions do we have left? <laughs> three. All right, here we go, Christine. Got to get two out of three to be a winner. Uh, this 42-year-old pop singer was arrested in February 2006 after he was found slumped at the wheel of his car. This was a different arrest than when the jitterbug tried to get a handy from a dude in a bathroom stall. Name the celebrity pot arrest. Oh, I know who that, um, Michael, um, 
Come on. You're, you got it. You're close. I can't think of it. Sports machine. George. George Michael. I'll give it to her. George Michael. She was She was close. She had the Michael part. Why? George, it's a hard name to remember. Good one, L. Here is here's the next one, Christine. you got to get this one right to be a winner. Okay. While he was left home alone, he was arrested in the U.S. on drug charges. This 24-year-old actor was jailed on charges of possessing marijuana and a dangerous controlled substance without a prescription, according to police reports. Name Culkin. Yeah, very good. Good job. You're a winner. Hang tight. Did I you, do remember that. Did you know that he is married to the hot chick from that 70s show? The the brunette, the Russian chick? Mila oh, Kunis. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mila Kunis. He is married. Macaulay Culkin. That's his second marriage, isn't it? Is married to her. Yeah. Yeah, he was married before. Yeah, the chick from Bully. Yeah. She's in Bully? No, Not, no, no. no. Oh, the other his one. first wife. Right, right, right. Rachel Miner. Let's go one and done for Tim I and wish. Orlando. Tim, you get this when you're a winner, okay? <laughs> All right. One and done, though. All right, this is an easy question. In January, this alleged crackhead singer left a bag allegedly containing a small amount of marijuana at a Hawaii airport, which led to a petty misdemeanor drug charge. She avoided jail time by being sentenced to spend time with her husband, Bobby Bitch Take a Backhand Brown. Name the celebrity pot arrest. Whitney Houston. You're a winner. Hold on. Congratulations. What are you giggling about over there? Just how incredibly easy that was. <laughs> Some people miss them. Just because they had a brain fart. We could make them a little harder. Sorry, they couldn't get Knight Rider yesterday. <laughs> exactly. It's hard finding a middle ground. Some days the callers are on. They got all the answers. Sometimes they can't pick up the easy ones. Have you ever thought about, like, what it's like to be on the phone to play a game show? <laughs> we're, just, we're just hanging out in here, but, like, if it's nerve-wracking or not, it is. Yeah, it is. Have you guys played before? Have you called in to, uh... No, yeah. just waiting on hold times when I called Ron and Fez years ago. When I'd call the junkies for to win my Xbox and iPods. Yeah. How'd you win those? Uh, I'd listen for usually it'd be I'd listen for the whole show and they'd give out hints every hour <laughs> and you know I'd do it that way I'd do mm-hmm. it the easy way and they'd never make you do anything crazy to earn a earn a you know a spot for a big prize so and then Black Matt would win yeah exactly Black Black Mac from uh, Frederick then I'd say you know silly Bazilli in a sarcastic way and they'd get angry at me really put me on hold. yeah. Evie hated that. <laughs> what would you do? Like, all right, oh, junkies, you're on the air. Silly bazilly. Uh, <laughs> speaking of donkeys, uh, and just going to what I was going to say. The junkies are the morning show up at WJFK right now, our old station. Ugh. So I've been talking to their producer a lot online, exchanging emails. All right, I, now I can't say what I wanted to say because then that would <laughs> that would incriminate him. <laughs> and the He's com- a good guy. And the conversations that we have, he is. CK's a very good guy. We'll take a break. We'll come back, J-Dubs. There's a lot still to get done in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Coming up next on the hideout. This new Britney Spears statue is causing a stir. It's of her childbirth. Oh, We'll pl- I'll uh, show you the picture that I have of this. Is it like one of those bleeding uh, Virgin Marys? But better yet, too, <laughs> we also have that na- that new K-Fed song for you. We love the old ones. Let's come back with Popo's out and then play the new one. He is, uh, he's actually famous and rich, and you're not. So Hideout Road Radio 104.1. <laughs> Welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. 
Matt Albert and J-Dubs dancing in the studio. Matt Albert dancing just the way, oh, God, just the way that he would with his pants down. Oh, my God. On oh, no, that that photo shoot he did with the penthouse girls. That's on realradio.fm. Actually, Matt Albert's ass better than Dubs's because Dubs <laughs> pulled out his pants to uh, dance pantsless, and you see that big buccaneer tattoo. Yeah, I was like, is that a birthmark? Oh wait, that's a tattoo. Yeah. I'm out of breath. I understand. <laughs> um. Hey, Dubs, that's K-Fed's new joint. It's hot. It was all over the place. Uh, Britney Spears, a new nude statue of her, is a monument to the pro-life movement, apparently. Ugh. It's a statue of her. Here's the way it looks. If pro-life people ever wanted an abortion it should be this time they the, should be celebrating this one the birth of sean preston oh have you seen this photo I, I gave it to you in your uh in your pictures it's britney a, a statue of britney on a bearskin rug nude bent over in the canine position with a big belly milk jugs uh for her boobs and a big ass and she's just they're ready for canine action. And this has actually been put up in some pro-life movement. And this, they say Britney is a role model for young girls <laughs> because she decided to, uh, have a child in today's celebrity culture. She made the right choice. And she was brave for having a child when she is a celebrity. Oh, that's nasty. It looks like an animal. It looks like some kind of Greek mythological mythological type uh, uh, thing. It looks like a what are what are those uh, things with the uh, with the horse heads? Centaur. Yeah, centaur or whatever. Yeah, centaur. Human with horse heads, what I call them. So she is a... I call it Sarah Jessica Parker. Again, <laughs> again Brittany, a a role model for the pro-life movement with the birth of Sean Preston. The combination of genes of Britney Spears and Kevin Federline. That's not a bearskin rug. That's uh, that's Kevin Federline. Oh. She's laying on. Oops. Yeah. But you guys have the a new... Stash. You guys have the new Federline joint? Yeah, Kevin Federline on MySpace... He has a uh, profile on there. I forced Dubs to go to listen to this. I refused three times until he, he uh, kept on telling me, you have to listen to it, you have to listen to it. It's and scathing. I finally, <laughs> uh, and I finally went and listened to it. I'm glad I did. I tried to post some comments on his uh, on his uh, comments part of his MySpace, but it wouldn't allow me to. It had to be approved by him first. So you, if you ever go on his MySpace... You'll see a whole lot of ass kissing, and just know that you can't post a comment without him reading it first. So why don't you just send him one, just so he reads it. He might write a song about you, though. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's his new song? His new song is kind of calling out everybody. It's called, uh, well, the media. Hmm. crazy. This is for the haters, dude. Right, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on already. Haters. Told you. <laughs> is this edited? I, I yes. Yeah. Man. 
Um, Get on the elevator. <laughs> this is for the haters. All right. Uh, Chop you up like an alligator. All right, start it over. I'm sorry. Even an hour later. All right, let me hear this again. <laughs> this is for the haters, dude. Yeah. This is only for the haters. Gotta give you some proper, man. <laughs> The media's on me, but they can't hold me. Your boy from the Bay Area, that's the homie. Your hundred on my neck, so my chest look chromey. I'm real, you don't feel me, then you're phony. Girls say I'm cocky, I think I'm humble. Basically, y'all just talk like Brian Gumble. <laughs> what? <laughs> talk like Brian Gumble? I don't get it. I don't get the uh, the Brian Gumble line. Uh, I think he the just only needed really Ryan... something to rhyme. Yes, yeah, the only thing that Ryan did, Ryan did, rhymed with. Uh... <laughs> Why don't mumble? Humble. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's shows that he's pretty pretty tough guy in this song. Is he calling out Brian Gumble? No, we all sound like Brian Gumble. The media I grew that we stumbled. Home. Your boy from the Bay Area, that's the home. Your hundred on my neck, so my chest look chromey. I'm real, you don't feel me, then you're phony. Girls say I'm cocky, I think I'm humble. Basically, y'all just talk like Brian Gumble. I saw it to the top, y'all <laughs> crumble. Jumped in the rap game, made it. Rumble, sell a million records and watch y'all fumble. Not talking about the boy game, bitch, I'm trouble. Got them stones, nicknamed Barney Rubble. 20 million on the house, backyard, got a jungle. Big ass pool with a grotto and a tunnel. One look, make you didn't pay for like it. a funnel. Live like a rock star, do what I want to. One snap, girls rush to me on a double. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Gloating about marrying into some money. Like he, like his popularity is what bought all that stuff. Here's what gets me. How talented he is. It's it's not just him. It's everything that he stands for. He's every guy who is getting a hot trick that doesn't deserve her. You know what I mean? Like, he's just... Because we've all seen it where there's this incredibly hot chick, and she's with this douche. And everyone in the world can see that she is with a complete douche, Yet she's oblivious to it. And I don't know if it's because he's got pheromones and he's got confidence. I don't know if it's because he's got a big dad dong. I don't know what it is. But these girls are blind. And the whole world sees it. And this girl either doesn't see it or refuses to admit it. And it's not just K-Fed and Britney. And it's, it's everywhere. It's the majority of the relationships. If you go downtown here in Orlando... Or anywhere, mm-hmm. you're at a club or something. You see a really hot chick, and then she's just with some dirt stash who's got a striped shirt on. Hey, um, oh, sorry, that's you yeah, and Matt. Hey. And, and you're just like, why you? How is that happening? And then you talk to them, and they, they annoy you to no end. They they're just they're hollow, they're shallow. There's no way, nothing man. Going on there. They're humble. You just sound like Brian Gumble. <laughs> Oh, I just shut you down there. They just chilling, chilling. <laughs> Chillaxing. Hey, there's only a minute left in this song. Um, but do you understand what I'm saying? And that's just... I mean, on one hand, you're like, what is this girl thinking? And then on the other hand, you're like, she deserves this ass. But she can't see through. I mean, remember even like in high school, for example. You're in high school. And you the incredible, cool... She seems cool, hot chick, you know? Mm-hmm. You have her in, like, your honors English class, and you guys get along in there. 
And then and your buddies and honors English, but then you leave the classroom, and she goes and she hooks up with her jock boyfriend, who's a dick, who's mm. doesn't respect her, who runs her down, who ben. everybody can see except for her. No, I love him. Oh, Mainly because you don't know him like I do. He talked her out of her virginity. You don't know him like I do. He's a good guy. You gotta get to know him. Why don't we go hang out? All three of us. Was she Will Ferrell? <laughs> yeah, I'm not know with that. Yeah. Hmm. In like a live like a rock star, do what I want to. One snap, girls rush to me on a double. Ask around, I'm the dude that they stuck to. Paparazzi, two words. They snap shots, so I'ma take shots, but believe mine coming up out of the black rock. Didn't think I could rap. Bitch, take that. Crazy ass white Whoa. boy. Fresno on my back like that. Yeah. Motherfuckers thought that Popo's down was it, man. Hell no. <laughs> this the real. I threw you a curveball, fool. And y'all motherfuckers are striking out right now. Stop Hey, Haters, pick your toenails. Ha <laughs> You magazine, man. So <laughs> kissing. Us, wish me, I'll shout every one of you bitches out. All you fake. I love camera too. Now, you know what's funny about this? You look at a picture of him, and he looks like the gay guy that was in Color Me Bad. <laughs> with that sculpted beard. Did, did you hear the pride at the end of that song of what he just did? How great he felt? How he felt like he got one over? Like, this is going to shut everybody up? When it just proved... To everyone, how talentless he really is. He threw you a curveball. Don't get angry. I, I know I struck out. Don't get angry. And what's funny is I think maybe Britney was starting to come around on this, but then the opportunity that, well, now there's a chance that uh, she's pregnant again. He's so smart. I'll tell you that much. He's very smart in one way. With his demon seed that he has, he knows when and where to play it. And he's that guy who can talk a chick out of wearing a condom. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk a chick out of a uh, prenup. No prenup there. I guess it. He takes, is set for life no matter what. I guess it takes skill. There is some sort of skill there. Well, well hold on. He didn't. She didn't. He didn't have to sign a prenup. No. What? You don't remember that? How big of a deal that was? How she's like, I love him. He, there's no prenup needed. I'm going to be with him forever. How much longer do you see that marriage lasting, seriously? Forever? No. Th those two retards deserve each other. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, because then you even say that about your, you know, your cheerleader friend when you're in high school, or your, maybe not a cheerleader, but maybe she's a star actress, or she does really well in the band or something. You know, just that cool chick you're thinking, she's hot, she's cool, she deserves me. And instead, but it turns out she gets a clap from that jock. Exactly. Yeah. And then you, no one wants a piece of her. Well, maybe These kids are her clap. Scott and K-Town, you're in the hideout. Hey, man. I know the reason why the girls hang out with the jerks, man. Hmm. Girls nowadays don't have any hobbies anymore. Not like back in the day. Their whole hobby is taking care of these loser guys that have nothing else going for them. It's like a dog. But it's I yeah. Mean, they have to take they have to take care of them. They take it upon themselves, and it's retarded. I mean, I, I, maybe that is. I don't know if you could say now though. But I remember it, it was like that way for me in middle school and high school. And that's the '90s. I'm sure it happened in the '80s. I mean, there are movies about it. That's what a lot of the. 80s teen movies were all about. Would you say back then you didn't have a clue? You'll never guess what celebrity singing this is. 
Back I know. I know. Skila. Actor. I have no clue. Who is this? Who? Brian Austin Green. Oh, no. I didn't know he had a rap album. Oh, yes. Yes, he does. Glad it's not that blonde-haired kid. Hated that son of a bitch. <laughs> he, the one that shot himself? No, no. Oh. Ian Ziering? Ian Ziering. Yeah. I think he is probably a big fan of Q-Tip and a Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's great. Far side. <laughs> All right, play another one. Let's see if people can guess it. Uh, 407-916-1041, We'll do this for a prize or a qualification for the television. This one's a cover, and it's funny how they hide the quote-unquote singer in the background. You can barely hear him at first. It's a guy. All right, if you know this, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. I don't can have. You, can you tell us like anything like uh, actor, athlete, what? Um, mostly an actor. I guess you kind of, in a way, say he's an athlete. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Coming up next, up next, up next on the Hideout. All right, if you can name who that is, we'll give you a prize. Actor could be termed an athlete. Sort of. All right, we'll give it to you. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. It's The Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into The Hideout. It's Real Radio 104.1. What's his name? 407-916-1041, Playing a little old school radio. Guess that artist. Mystery track. Mystery, uh... Mystery trash. All right, play it again and let's see if people can get it. Do you get to hear his voice a little bit better coming up here? I couldn't really listen to that much of it. <laughs> Obviously, his soul's in it. I can actually see him on his knees singing to this in the studio. Mike in Orlando, who is it? It's Mike. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, it's got to be David Hasselhoff. Yes, it is. Oh, wow, really? Oh, you're a winner. Hold on. How can you be an athlete? Yeah. Baywatch! <laughs> he ran during the opening thing, that's all. <laughs> he was always on a four-wheeler. Hey. Looking for freedom? To me, he, his heart is just like he's being an athlete because he puts everything into it. Oh. Who is this? <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Oh, Jesus. What's the song's name? Looking for Freedom. <laughs> instant classic. <laughs> Should be looking for the door. They'll come to America. He's a big star in Germany, though, isn't he? Oh, if I hear that one more time. The Nazis Hanging like your hat on that. What? Wait, what are you, Norm MacDonald? <laughs> Same, man. The Germans are weird people. Uh, what else you got? What other celebrities with songs? What is this? All right, one? see if you know this one. Alone. I 
This guy's kind of contemporary, too. Like, more 90s is when he was popular. I think I know this. Who? Just throw it out there. Joe Pesci? Yeah. I was going to say Joe Pesci, too. But it, it, the voice didn't sound enough like it. <laughs> now that you think about it, though, yeah. <laughs> that album he put out, what was it, in, what, 2002? I have no idea. He fell off, didn't he? He just he was in a lot of Scorsese movies and just went away. After this uh this uh album came out, you haven't seen anything from him. Yeah. Eight heads in a duffel bag really killed him. <laughs> yeah, you guess it did, didn't it? Mm-hmm. What's the next one? Someone's I guess fifties star. Actually even eighties. Mr. Benson. No. Mr. Belvedere. No. Bob Euchre. No. Don Knotts? Close. Andy Griffith? Yeah. <laughs> House of the Rising Sun, apparently. I have a request if you have it over there. What's that? Any Terry Bradshaw? <laughs> no, I didn't know he did any. Yeah, he did a whole country album. Yeah. Do you have that Paris Hilton? No. You don't have the Paris Hilton one? You have it in the computer, I think. Find that one. Can you play the best song of all time? That one, I actually, I kind of like hers the more I hear it. I played this one for Matt, and he's not, honestly, he's not stopped requesting this. Will you name this artist who's an actor? Barely. God, this is awful. Who is this? All right, now, give me the hint again. Peter. It doesn't sound like... Eddie Murphy? No. The white kid. Give us some more hints. He's got a lot of brotherly love. This music is blossoming. Joey Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, Matt. Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. Matt loves his hook. I remember the song. This is Joey Lawrence? Yes. Wrong. Hey, Dubs. I got this from Geely. Don't uh, let Dubs forget his little one turns three today. It is the 28th. Mm-hmm. Forgot. Hmm. Good dad. <laughs> Just like Matt's dad. <laughs> Just forgetting birthdays. No, you're in the same city, though. So it counts. <laughs> <laughs> same zip code, so. Uh, this is a big movie actor. Russell Crowe? I, I hate you, Matt. Nice. Really? How'd you know that? That's what I was going to go with. 30 foot out of grunts? Yeah. This one's called uh, The Photograph Kills. You know Kirchenbaum, I know celebrity bands. Kirchenbaum is a genius, my friend. <laughs> Give me the other ones. Why do they call it the zipper? <laughs> Just, you'll, Matt, you shut up, but the voice will probably give it away. Here in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. George Mirasan. Juan Howard. No ideas? None. He was very big in the 80s. Very big in the 80s. Molly Mo- Ringwald. Movies or... Uh, Wes Unsell. TV. TV. Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Unsell. <laughs> 
Who is it? Hold on, let's see if we can get to that. Hall and Oates. <laughs> yes. This had to be in a I movie. Knew it. Ralph Macchio. Don Johnson. Ah, uh, yeah, he did do a whole music thing. He was great. Jacob at Lake Placid, you're in the hideout. What's up, Jacob? Hey, what's up, man? What you got? I'm trying to find out what I need to do about seeing my daughter. I ain't seen her since Christmas. Hmm. What'd you, you drive what, over there? What'd you do to her? Uh, what didn't I do to her? <laughs> I mean, I did a lot of shit, man. But You uh, can't say that. Hold on. Man. Hold on the line. All right, let's take a break and let the dump revamp. Talk to him for a second. We'll see what's going on. So William Shatner and uh, Lindsay Lohan. I bet he says brother like five times during this call. Let's come back with that Paris Hilton joint, though. It's a hideout, Rural Radio 104.1. Is she saying I'm screwed? I thought she saying I swear. Welcome back oh. into the hideout, Rural Radio 104.1. Hey, remind me to talk about that thing with Tuttle coming up at the top of the hour after we break one more time. Um, and the open door policy is this Thursday because we have Friday night off. Mm-hmm. And also one more chance to get qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP technology HD TV uh, well, projection one. We'll do that for you here in just a little bit. Yeah, I'm really wondering what's up with Tuttle. And what is... Uh, I'll save it for... Run from Ron Fezzes, I am me saying, stop beating up Tuttle. Mm-hmm. Don't beat up on him. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I, I was really kind of holding back and being nice, but he was kind of being an ass uh, to me back in the office. When? All this week, pretty much this week since he's been helping out on the Phillips file. You should do whatever I did to make him mad. I don't know what I did, but he's never <laughs> talked to me, so it's, it's just silence in the room. If you well, want, we, we know what you did, Matt. That big meat hook of yours. <laughs> if you want, we could really uh, shoot and talk about why he hates you. Yeah. I don't even know why. I'll talk about it if you want to. I am it to me. I'm interested. <laughs> now you just want me to tell you on the air why Tuttle hates you. Your looks. Yeah. Your um, haircut. Oh, I, I don't care about that. I thought I actually physically did something or said something. No, but I mean we can even talk about that if you want to. I have no problem. Doesn't matter to me. Because I kind of feel like he's holding that over on us, and so he doesn't like us for that unstated reason. And so then I just rather get it all out there, and hey, there it is. Uh, Jacob in Lake Placid, we'll give it another try since you swore the last time. What's the problem? Yeah, it's, I just want to see my daughter more or less. Uh, why aren't you seeing, how come the mom isn't allowing you to see her? Uh, about four years ago I showed my butt more or less. You showed your butt to your daughter? Yeah, no, don't. All right, guys. No, no, we're, we don't understand. Nah, nah, it was nothing like that. Okay, what do you mean you showed your butt, though? What I don't understand. No, I, I abuse and use more or less. And, uh, you're, uh, all right, hold on a second, because you're not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did you abuse and use? The wife? No, I didn't abuse anybody. I abused my How so? With alcohol, drugs? Used, yeah, right on. And uh, she's keeping her from me now. And she's got money to back me, uh, back her up more or less. And mm-hmm. 
Are you clean now? Like, yeah. Oh, way more. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Are you completely like, clean? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you've gone through the steps and everything? Yeah. Well, I didn't have to go through steps. I just had to be locked up for a while. Well, I think you should also do the steps, probably, or you're going to go back into it, man. No, no, no. Believe me, I went to Daytona 500 and everything was good. Oh. Well, and, uh, well hold on. That's a litmus test. test. Did you drink there or no? No. All right, no. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If you can't go to Daytona 500 and not drink, that probably... I went there for seven days and didn't drink. That's not too bad, then, when you're around the party and like that? Yeah, dude, I was in. I was right across from Will Smith. Nice. It was... Yeah, it was nice. Say hi to Jada from the hideout. Um, so what ended up happening then? How come you won't see now? Be just because you were an ass in the past? Yeah, more or less. I mean, she got a boyfriend. I thought she was uh, dyking. <laughs> so you thought she was with a chick? Yeah, yeah. And well, that's understandable. Boyfriend. Now, but now she's decided she likes uh, the dad donk. Right. Mm -hmm. So. She's not dyking. More or less, I need, I mean, I'm I'm telling you straight up, I'm not even listening to your share right now. Okay. I I called earlier and I talked to somebody and I was up for the game mm -hmm. and I missed out on that. But anyway, it. Uh, yeah. I just want to know what steps I need to do to see my daughter. Well, as a lawyer. I haven't seen her since, hey, dude, let me tell you, I haven't seen her since Christmas. Hey, we have presents against the wall and my youngest 18-month-old now, I'm married now. He's opening the presents and this and that. And yeah, that's all interesting. Now, I I I think that uh, even though you don't want to go through the steps and do all that stuff, I think that would prove a lot. Probably to no, 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 no. It wouldn't. No, it's not even about that now. Have you I mean, tried court? What, what is about then now? I think it's about that I'm married. But have you tried court? Have you tried going to court to say, "Hey, let me see my no, daughter"? No, no, I haven't. But the thing is, the the main point is that. I can pay six grand and get a, a lawyer that'll mm -hmm. like give me custody, all that other stuff, and yeah. uh, where I can go to court well, gonna and go pay whatever it happens to be, and then I'll be able to see my daughter. But I don't know what I need to do. What do you mean, pay what happens to be like back child support or what? No, 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 no. I'm I'm way caught up on my child support. It's it's. I don't know if what it costs to just go to court. And be able to get all I want to do is see her. You know what I mean? I mean I, I haven't seen my daughter in, in, since Christmas. How long has it been since you've seen the uh, ex? Like since you've talked to her? Since right before Christmas. So you, she hasn't been answering her phone calls or what? How? No, 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 no. We had a, we had a bad situation, and she was like, "You better get Johnny Cochran, or you'll never see her." She's got more money than God. Unfortunately, yeah, he's dead. So that's gonna that's yeah, gonna work yeah. Out. She's, I mean, um, it's it's. The money thing is way a situation with me. Well, the money can't be a problem. All you got to do is hire a lawyer to say, hey, I want to see my daughter. Dude, I I, I work 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. I actually work 7 to 3.30. Mm -hmm. Well, you can always go to like a... That's they, relevant. They always have legal aids and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they, they all have their hands out. No, legal aid is free. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, you, you, you got to have kids. All right. Listen, brother. Here's the uh, thing. Uh, you don't want to listen. I don't know what I, you're asking. I, I mean, we've, we've thrown every option out there for you, and you don't understand, bro. No, it's, it's simple. Uh... If you can't afford to hire a lawyer, then you go to legal aid, and you get a lawyer to say, hey, I need want to see my daughter. She's being kept from me illegally. No, you just don't get it, though, man. It's, uh, it's, I went to NASCAR, man. Didn't drink at all.
Listen, bro, they all got their hands out. It's like little children in Somali, man. They all got their hands out. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> Tuesday night, it's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Coming up at the end of this segment, another chance for you to get qualified for the 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP technology from Texas Instruments. Projection HGTV from uh, Comp USA. Do that up just in a little bit. I guess show your ass is a redneck term for marijuana trouble. Ah. That's, that's what I got on the IM from uh, Erica and Jackson. No, I'm going, man. Forget it. Yeah, like he, he he calls him since he can't see his kid because he showed his butt. And I said and that, that that doesn't seem like a kid toucher phrase to you. And he's like, no, come on, guys. And I'm like, what do you mean? I've never heard that. I'm sorry. I've never heard that. All right, so let's talk about this Tuttle thing. If you want to hear a whole story, story time. Gather around your radios. Fireside uh, chat. Obviously, Tuttle, well known here at Real Radio. Very hardworking mm-hmm. young man. And a uh, very talented young man. Uh, obviously, he does the SBK. He's on every show. He's yeah. on every single show. So, uh, I guess it was about 14 months now, Dubs, where the whole thing happened to us up at uh, WJFK. And uh, Drew G. Peppers, currently doing mornings over at Jack FM. By the way, to get the reference, go to hideoutheretics.net, go into radio shows, and you'll see. Um, also, uh, gets the boot from here. So, uh, you know, Dubs and I are in the middle of talking to various places for jobs. Tuttle ends up calling up uh, during the Ron and Fez show one day, mentions what happened here, mm-hmm. and ends up, you know, kind of turning us on to the real radio gig through Ron and Fez, which was fantastic, and we're very grateful for. So Tuttle helped us you know, in a roundabout way. I mean, we had to get the job, but, I mean, he helped us get our foot in the door here at Real Radio. Absolutely, and that, for that, we're grateful. So we eventually get the job. Now, I'll tell you this about me. I am a very, very loyal person, mm-hmm. and Dubs, as are you. You followed me out uh, from Michigan to D.C. to do our thing, and you and I are together as long as you want to be together. And out there, we found Tommy Bateman, and at the, Matt wasn't in the equation, but at that time, we found Tommy Bateman and Chunks, mm-hmm. who both worked very hard. They they worked very hard and very cheap for a very long time. They still haven't stopped. Yeah, absolutely. And I said, and it was, and this is just the kind of person that I am. Actually, I just talked today with Dan mm-hmm. that it's not just about me and Dubs; it's about our team. And to take this job here in Real Radio, we were bringing down our team. Well, I actually thought that it would be our team plus Tuttle. Yes, which, that was actually the plan the whole time. Which I was stoked about, mm-hmm. bringing Tuttle on into the fold here in the hideout. And I still wish we could have had him. But for financial reasons, it did not work out that way. And uh, how many times did we go into uh, Catherine Catherine's and, office and uh, you know fight for him? That we wanted Tuttle on the show. But we also had to have our guys mm-hmm. who have been loyal to us for... Even even after it came down and it went down, we tried to figure out a way to, you know, get him on the show and make him a part of it. And it just didn't work out. No. And because of that, he's been able to do stuff with the Monsters, which has been fantastic. And everybody else. Okay? 
But because of that, I know that he holds resentment toward Tommy and Chunks. Mm-hmm. There's just no doubt. And he doesn't even really hide it. No. No, he'll, he'll even mention to Chunks at times uh, something about, you know, you're the reason I don't have a job anymore. Well, it's funny because he never says anything to me at all. Ever. <laughs> People are already thanking me for getting into this because they never understood why Tuttle was part of the show. Well, that's the backstory as to why Tuttle never... And he's always welcome. Yes, he can call in, he can come in, he can do anything he wants. He, We've always given him a, a golden pass where he can you know, walk in, walk out, do as he pleases. And everybody has that, but mm-hmm. especially Tuttle, because we're grateful for him opening up and getting our foot in the door here at Real Radio. But for some reason, he holds this, this, uh, this resentment toward us, like somehow we took something from him when we didn't. And it keeps manifesting in little things. Attitudes toward Bateman and Chunks. More so Chunks, just a uh, lack of attitude, period, towards Bateman. Just ignoring Bateman. Yeah. Which is fine by me. I don't care. Snide comments to me. I mean, just really making it very uncomfortable for mm-hmm. me about, you don't want me around, you guys don't like me, this, that, and the other. Are you talking about Brittany again? <laughs> and, and it's just like, it's this constant explaining of what I've just explained to you. Dude, you have no idea how hard we fought for you mm-hmm. and how much we wanted you and how it didn't work out. That's the story, what you want to believe or not. That's the story. That's the gospel truth. Well, I can't say gospel truth because gospel isn't true. Damn it. Mm, sorry. Mm. So we even did the thing of, hey, let's do the Hideout Fantasy Football League. Well, Tuttle is a fantastic stunter. Mm-hmm. Part of the thing is whoever loses every weekend stunts. So we said, hey, let's get drunky and Tuttle in. They decided to come in and do the football league with us. We were stoked. This we were very like, happy to have them. We got two of the guys, two of the monsters in on this thing. Well, um... For some reason, and I don't know why, but I don't think Tuttle tried in the league. I, that's my own personal opinion. I don't think he really cared. I don't think he really tried. And as it ends up, he ended up losing overall for the Hideout Fantasy Football League, which we did the live broadcast down at the Metro in Melbourne, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic place, and I, uh, I dig it, and I'm looking forward to doing stuff in there. So we're out there, and we do this live gig, and... It was funny because we're not getting paid a lot, and we 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 need certain things to happen in order for us to make bills sometimes. And we purposely did a live broadcast and didn't take some revenue that was owed to us. Yeah, we waived it. So that Tuttle could get paid for losing the Fantasy Football League for having to do the Helmet of Pain stunt ball. Because there were 17 stunts, it's a difficult thing to get through. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, we thought he deserved some compensation for that, so we, we fought very so hard. So we decided everybody here, even the guys who make nothing, decide to waive their fees, too, so that Tuttle can get paid, so that we can do this thing. And we're out there doing this live broadcast, and it's a bit that he had agreed to. He and knew what was going to happen. Honestly, we did this bit to uh, make it easier on him because I thought it was a shoe-in. We, for... we took it easy on him 12 different ways. He should have a hideout tattoo if we had gone by the books. So he and Matt, NASCAR trivia, this, that, and the other. If Matt wins, he gets to slap him. It's been well documented that Matt did not... 
Punch Tuttle close-handed. Mm-hmm. There are pictures on the hideout page on realradio.fm of the open slap. It was a slap that Matt did on Tuttle. Ever since then, and by the way, the other thing that was weird about it too was on the air that night, we cleared it all up. Matt took a couple of taser shots from Tuds. Chunk stepped in and ended up doing a couple of the stunts for Tuds. But ever since that February 17th, Tuttle, I haven't talked to him. I haven't even seen I've seen him, I guess, this week when he was working with the Phillips file. He hasn't said word one to me. Again, I've said, I've said hi and everything to him in the halls, but I haven't really got to sit down and talk with him since that day. Again, because I think it go back, goes back to this resentment of him feeling like he lost something when we first got here. He's still holding on to this resentment somehow. I'll say it now and I'll say it again. I wish we could have had him on this show. It would have been fun, him and Chunks going back and forth. And when he was on here, he did some great stuff for us, and he has blossomed now doing fantastic stuff for the Monsters. But it's this anger that he holds towards us that is just, I don't know, it's its weird. I guess it's understandable, but we're now a year later. And I know that that's what the whole thing was about. And that's where the anger comes from, from Matt probably, because you've moved down here now. We're trying to get you in on the show. And it's just this resentment toward the hideout for something that, to be perfectly honest, we didn't do. And we fought very hard to uh, stop from being done. So, and so then he goes today. On, and, and here's the thing about Tuttle, too. I mean, I know it's his role. You know, it's, you know, Tuttle's the victim. And that's just, that's, you know, that's, that's Tuttle. Everybody knows that. But at the same time, it's this also, it's off the air. It's this uncomfortable off the air. And here at Real Radio, the hideout has been incredibly nice uh, to a lot of people. And we've taken a lot of stuff. But we, we're no longer freshmen. Coming up April 11th, we're uh, sophomores. And it's year two. You know? And I, it's time to let go. And let's move on. And let's all be buddies. And let's get past this that we couldn't have even helped a year ago now. Because what's today? March what? 27th or 28th? At this point right 28th. now, at this point right now, last year, when we were in negotiations, we're, I thought it was the five of us, including Tuttle. We're a week away from moving out here. And we really didn't find out for sure anything until we got out here that day. We've been driving all night. And uh, we came uh, up to the studio because they had a little party for us and everything. And that's when I found out. And I was so tired, I had no idea what was going on. And I felt really bad for him. So there's the story. And you know, then it's this, the hideout doesn't like me, this, that, and the other. Uh, hideout loves you. Hideout boys hate me. And it, it irks me because I, we like everybody. You know, and especially to take, you know, some of the financial hits that we did and just the whole thing. It's just really, it's, it's childish and I want to move on from it, but we haven't really commented on it. And so there it is. And I know a lot of people were wondering, why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? What is it? This, that, and the other. 
It was just funny today when he told Ron Fez, they had that big black guy punch me in the face. Yeah. Just like it was uncalled, like it was out of nowhere. All of a sudden, Matt Albert comes over and punches him close hand. Which, again, is part of the, you know, not to pull back the curtain, but... What curtain? That's yeah, true. Jane curtain? So, me. anyway... <laughs> I wish. So that's the story. That's the whole story. That's the shoot. It's all out there, right there. Are we in the wrong? We could be. I could I could be looking at this from a completely different angle. Well, actually, I was told a different story that even if Chunks and I had not come down, that he was not going to be on whatever show was on this time slot anyway. But really, that's I what never I, heard that. I heard that, but I'm not going to say who said it on air. Hmm. Well, I don't know anything about that, but that's what I thought the whole uh, lineup was going to be. That's what we fought for and wanted coming down here. So there's a little real radio gossip for you. But yeah. I think you know we were we had a loyalty built with Tommy and Chunks, and uh, if they wanted to come down, they had first dibs. And we're building that with Matt too. And it's going to be one of those things of as long as these guys want to be with us, they're with us. You know, you can't work for free for as long as you did or work for nothing for as long as you have for us not to fight for you every single part of the way. I think that's what you would want from, mm-hmm. you know, your employer or your buddies or your middle management, if that's what we are in this scenario. <sighs> Here's the th- I just don't like not being liked. Or getting run down for no reason. Well, I have no problem with that. Yeah, you 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 get you get talked up, but for some reason I don't like him. Apparently, uh, I mean I'm I'm a pleasant guy to be around. I'm a I'm a good guy. People like me. Oh, you are the only likable one in the hideout. <laughs> I will say that. I don't understand how. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I'm evil and sadistic. People love me. You do it with a my smile. Face. Yeah. I always have a odd, retard-like smile on my face that people can't get enough of. It's when you take, you know, your your waterhead to the uh, pottery barn and they're knocking over stuff, breaking it. Sure, it's oh, sad. it's okay. But, you know, it's funny, too, at the same time. Take a break and come back. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Stay tuned to the Hideout. The Hideout. The Hideout. Hey, Dubs, you want to talk to this kid who uh, has a suicide story? He says you know what he's talking about. Yeah, we'll talk to him. He uh, hit me up on the IM. What? Can you give me a little teaser on what it's about? Uh, yeah, he uh, actually he had some kind of long-running joke at school about suicide. Now he's been called into a teacher-principal-parent uh, conference thing about his joke. All right, let's check that out next. Let's have girl issues. Real Radio 104.1 in the hideout. Welcome back into the hideout. It's Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, and Star 1041. You have a singular wireless phone. I just want to say, I love this band. Ten years, they have that song Wasteland that's all over the radio. Mm-hmm. This should be their next single, and if it isn't, I just... I don't know what record companies are thinking. I, to me, this song is a hit. I think it's even better than the other one hits a hit. But they're just going to pick some other crap song. I don't know what they end up doing, these record companies, and deciding what should get played and what isn't. Bill of Summerfield got qualified for the 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP 
Projection HGTV, DLP Technology from Texas Instruments. The television from CompUSA. Good job with that. More qualifications all week long, including on Friday when the show uh, takes a night off. You will still get the last qualifications all day on Friday and also, too, on Friday. The uh, the two game shows will be live. The Headlines Game Show, in addition to the Hideout Door Prize Blowout, they'll all be live. Mm-hmm. 407-916-1041-888-978-104. Was I too mean talking about that total thing? No, I don't think so. You didn't call him any names or anything. Mm-hmm. I also forgot, too, with the whole hand-slapping situation, or the slap or punch that he alleges, which wasn't, he never once came to talk to us. And that is what pissed me off the most. And maybe that's part of the reason there's been a subconscious cold shoulder but the fact that he brought it up on every show but ours and never even brought it to us off the air or especially on the air because it's radio. We're, we're in the business of killing time, mm-hmm. and that's great radio stuff. Never even brought it to us once. That probably pisses me off the most. So, anyway. Uh, this is Heretic Xander, Dubs. I guess you chat with him on I Am, right? Yes. All right, Xander, what's the story, my friend? What do you got going on there? A long-running ass joke. They got me busted. Which was? Um, I decided to do a little fake suicide, and people started to buy it for too long. Okay, why... Uh, what, what, what do you mean, fake suicide? Like, what was your bit? Um, Like, I was trying to hang myself and cutting myself. Like, uh, how, how so, though? Were you just telling people you are going to do it, or were you actually... Bringing up props, what was going on? Yeah, I pretty much was doing the marks on my hands and arms and legs and my neck. Got the little bruises and everything. How did you get the bruises? Oh, I'm just hitting myself in the neck. <laughs> you idiot. All right, now why were you faking this whole suicide thing? Because it's funny to watch other people worry. <laughs> I will agree with that. I mean, there is something about the attention. So, well, I was just seeing them cry. Uh, so how did you? Uh, how did this finally come to an end? Like, uh, when did the bit die? How did it die? Oh, about this was like a month and a half ago. I started this, mm-hmm. and I just kept it going pretty for like this long. And then this one crazy stalker girl decided to go crazy and just start talking to every single person, telling them that you're actually trying to commit suicide. Yeah. And uh, that got to your teachers or what? No, I got to the um, principal and guidance counselor. <laughs> And uh, do they call you to the office during one of your classes or something? Yeah, like right in the middle of class, I get called down. What, like, what, what was the conversation like? <laughs> he was like, so we got some, your friends are concerned with you. And I was like, uh, about what? He's like, about you trying to hurt yourself and possibly kill yourself. I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> did, you, did, did you tell him, oh, it was all a joke? No, I just sat there and smiled at him. Did you tell him skit happens? <laughs> No, but I think he got the point when I'm sitting there laughing. All right, so now all of a sudden they find out you're a class clown by pretending to kill yourself or trying to kill yourself. And uh, your parents and uh, you and the principal have to meet now? No, we already met. So, oh, so. What did your parents say? Um, why are you doing this to us, you asshole? You can't say, <laughs> you can't that, say that. On the radio. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but why are you doing this to us, you ass? All right, yeah. so essentially. And what did you say? Because it's funny? Yes. <laughs> did they beat your I ass? I love this kid. I know. This is this is mini-dubs. Mm-hmm. So now Dubs has finally found someone to take uh, to help in the Big Brother Big Sister program. Yes. Uh, so Yum. what's next for you, Heretic Xander? <laughs> what grade are you in? Ninth. 
Right, so you're in the ninth grade. You're a freshman. You you have essentially three more years of high school left, and you're already. <laughs> and the principal knows you as the guy who fakes suicide. Yeah, but I was known for a lot more things before that. Like what? Um, pretty much like stabbing a kid in the hand twice, like an inch or two deep. <laughs> like an inch or two deep? Mm-hmm. Now you also told me that your girlfriend of two years has broke up with you. Yeah. But she told you that uh, you guys were never going out? Yeah, pretty much. How how does that confusion happen? <laughs> I really don't know. So, like, hey, you want to go do something? It's like, we never were going out. I'm like, okay. So you thought you were going steady, and it turns out now? For two years. Yeah. Did you ever, like, you know, <laughs> did you ever do anything with her? Did you ever, like, kiss her, hold her hand, anything like that? Oh, all the time. I, all right. All right. Thank you, Heretic Xander. That was you, wasn't it, Dubs? That was like somehow we had a time machine on the phone. <laughs> the stabbing the kid two inches deep, yeah. That's just you last week. <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> oh, my. Is it just me or has this been a very odd night tonight? It has been. Very, uh... Interesting. What's going on? Is there something about the... Oh, isn't there going to be a solar eclipse or something? Is there? I didn't know we were around the eclipse time. I thought I saw that. Is that the kind where you go blind? Yeah, if you look at it. No. You have to look at it through a shoebox. I think it's a lunar eclipse you go blind. No, solar. Solar. It's by looking at the sun. You can look at a lunar. You can't look at the solar. It's tonight, isn't it? Or tomorrow, maybe? It's either tonight or tomorrow. I couldn't see So am I going to be blind when I walk outside or what? <laughs> Only if you don't open your eyes. Actually, oh, okay. Bobby Hill has a good point. Who does this kid know with two inch deep hands? That's a pretty thick hand. Lester Big Hands. Matt. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Alright, world prepares for total solar eclipse. Does that mean we're all dying? I don't want to die yet. That means Nikki French will be singing all over the world. Let me what? See. <laughs> Total eclipse of the heart. Oh. Matt got it. I don't want to get it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, way to throw him under the bus there. It's one of our guilty pleasures. No, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking Threw about. Throw that right back at you. Oh, this is the Metallica. Um, let me see here. Last was in 2003. Mm-hmm. Only a, vi- a visible from Antarctica. Did you guys ever have one in school where you guys went outside? Uh, pop the hole in the shoebox. There you go. Please do not go out and keep your children indoors on Solar Eclipse Day. The day will turn to night in the eclipse route. Huh. Alright, but this is the one where you can look into the sun, right? Or you can look up there. No, you can't. The moon is trick. Ex- the moon is expected to begin first blocking out the sun in the morning. Yeah. You, in Brazil. You- you can't look at the sun during it, though. I mean, you can look at the sun at any other Just time. Just don't look it in the eye. It makes it angry. You can look at the sun any other time. You I mean, aren't not, supposed to. Not for a long time. But That's we- the whole thing, how uh, the, the uh, eclipse takes such a long time, but when they're staring for so long watching it, that's when the uh, problem becomes... Uh, you know what? Let's... I can't see now. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. Actually, yeah, I, I, there was a uh, a solar eclipse yesterday. Where? 
when Gibbs walked right in front of me when I was outside smoking. It's a hideout roll radio 104.1. Coming up next on the hideout. Oh, we got NASA up the street. I'm blind. I can't see. We can't get one of them to call in and explain what this thing is? Who's talking? It's all half it. Hey. You're blind, not deaf. I'm right here. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Why does this board have Braille on it? Hideout Real Radio 104.1 on a Tuesday night, wrapping it up. Hey, I uh, I got a couple of IMs about For the... me? Yeah, yours were dirty. <laughs> but the right wing... Books that I guess are advertising on the show. Now, we mm-hmm. love all the advertisers here in the hideout, and we're grateful for each and every one of them. But isn't Michael Savage the... Chuck Jock. They got fired from MSNBC for yelling about gay Sodomites. people? And the so- yeah. Oh, is that him? Yeah, and something about AIDS. What was the whole thing? Somebody uh, called him and prank called him. He about Don and Mike, yeah. He said oh, it like, was about Don and Mike, wasn't yeah. it? You're one of those faggots with AIDS or something Not, like that. Don and Mike, so he, he, he never said uh, Are you sure? fag. He, I'm, he, I'm almost positive. Did he say, he say something about San Fran, too? He's from San I, Fran. I think uh, he got him confused with another guy. Yeah. Because there's been a couple of them fired for those type of things. But... Uh, uh, that's what it, was, it, just, it was just interesting to hear our show and then having this guy with the whole running down the liberal wackos or whatever he says. Chuck Jock. But anyway, hey, thanks for you know paying our salary. That's cool. Appreciate it. Um, the other thing, too, uh, Doug. He wished AIDS upon the collar. Yeah. And then, but he said something also about sodomites. The rest of you sodomites. He said you're one of those sodomites, huh? And then wait, wished AIDS on. And then he ended up losing his job, I believe, mm-hmm. on MSNBC. But Dubs. <laughs> Dubs keeps sending me those smiley faces on I am. He's doing that to Tommy. <laughs> I, I know you You don't have to send me now the smiley one with the, the big cheese grin. Do you have the ones that move? Yeah. No, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm sure you do over there, but... I have the kind of the new one. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting dirty messages with it, too. I'm going to ask you to stop. Mm. All right, let's talk to a couple of guys who've been on hold for a while. First of all, let's get some news updates with our uh, hideout news director, Sir Gary the Prophet. Sir Gary! Good evening. How are you gentlemen tonight? Fantastic. Is it an odd night tonight, Sir Gary? Uh, feels like the Lord's going to come back tonight. Oh, wow. I better, I better go repent. It's about time. I was waiting for him in September of 88, but that <laughs> yes, didn't sir. happen. Uh, what's in the news, Sir Gary? In the news, uh, um, they've been trying to get people to uh, quit smoking. Why? Because they say it's bad for people's health and get cancer and asthma and stuff like that. <laughs> All right, hold on, so Gary. I got somebody who wants to talk to you. Yes, sir. Captain Spaulding, you're on the air with Sir Gary. Hi, Gary. How are you tonight, Captain? Pretty good. I'm not really Captain. I'm a bum. <laughs> well, I see. You know how I know I'm a bum? I don't know. When I came back from Vietnam, that's what my neighbor called me. You know why? I don't know. He said, "Did you go to Vietnam?" I said, "No, I went to Canada." <laughs> So he called me a bum. I think. Well, that's life. We all pay for our mistakes. Yes, sir. 
We've got trust in Christ as our Savior, you know. Huh? we got trust in Christ as our Savior. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can he save himself? I don't know, but he... What if he was the incredible Houdini who escaped from a cross? I don't know. He, uh, he just died on the cross for me kind of sins, you know. And we well, see, Jews don't believe that God is any one person. Uh-huh. They say that's like uh, image worship. Yes, sir. But uh, I don't know. That's just what I think. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know what I do? I don't know what's that. I buy people in my neighborhood who speak foreign languages. Uh-huh. Alcoholics Anonymous book in that foreign language. Uh-huh. I don't mean that. You're a better listener than me. Yeah. I've been talking to radio talk shows since 1964. Yeah. Uh, well, I picked up the telephone in about 1960 when I was five years old. So uh-huh. probably around my age. But, uh, oh, do you know what ten presidents have had only five different names? I don't know. Adams was father's son. Uh-huh. That was the second and sixth president. Bush is father's son. That's the 41st and 43rd president. Uh-huh. Harrison was grandfather, grandson. That's the ninth and 23rd president. Uh-huh. And Roosevelt was fifth cousin. That's the, uh, let's see, that's the 26th and 32nd president, Uh and Johnson, as far as I know, is unrelated. That was the 17th and... Uh 36 president. All right, boys, can you guys hold on and we'll pick up the conversation after the break? Cleveland. Right, hold on a second. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Uh, back to the conversation already in progress with Sir Gary the Prophet and uh, Captain Spaulding. You guys are on the air. Hey. Hey. How you, Captain? I'm pretty good. Do you know who the 22nd and 24th president was? Uh, no, who was it? Grover Cleveland. Uh-huh. In between was the grandson. Yes, sir. Uh, you know why I don't believe in religion? I don't know why that. It's bunk. You know what bunk is? No, I don't. If a bunk snake bites you, you never get out of the bunk. Uh-huh. A bunk snake is the worst snake there is. Yes, sir. That's what bunk is. Because uh-huh. they always come up to you like they're chewing bubble gum. Yeah, what you mean? That's why they call it bunk. Uh-huh. I was advised not to tell too many bubble gum jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I like bubble gum myself. <laughs> you like bubble gum? Uh-huh. Well, 
I don't chew bubble gum. I smoke cigarettes constantly. Uh-huh. Constantly, constantly. I haven't smoked cigarettes since 1998. 19, wow. That's eight years. Uh-huh. Well, I've been going to AA since 1975. Uh-huh. I think I had vodka last New oh, Year's. <laughs> I went over, they said they were giving me ice water, but they're winking a lot. Uh-huh. I think it was pure vodka they gave me. I drank the whole thing and went to church afterward. Well, I'll be paying for you. i got to go oh, past my bedtime. Do you know what I gave the church last Sunday night? I don't know what's that. I left inside it the book I took with. It was the Illustrated Guide to World Religion. Uh-huh. I thought they could use that instead of worrying so much about their little church of God. Uh-huh. What religion do you go to? Uh, I'm a member of uh, New Hope Prophecy Baptist Church in Garden, Florida, on uh, East Story, West Story Road, where the good benches pastor. Oh, the what? What uh, church? What 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 denomination, Hope, I mean? New Hope Prophecy Baptist Church. Oh, you're Jehovah Witness or Baptist? No, I'm a Baptist. Yeah, I like Baptists. I kind of got saved in a Baptist church. Uh-huh. But then I put my money back in my pocket. Yeah, know what you mean? <laughs> Started saving. You know what that, that hospital lawyer told me from the state hospital? He said I was a lifesaver. Uh-huh. Well, it still ain't put no money in my pocket. I still got to pull weeds. You work. No, I don't. I will pick this up tomorrow at 7. Have a good evening. Sir Gary, Captain Spaulding. Yeah, good night. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. Shut up! Stop it, you wing, you baby! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! You're a whore. You're a big whore. Go ahead. Hello, you're the fathead. Fatheads, go big, real big. Beat it. Radio Roadblock. We're shock jock. I'm a shock jock. We're here. We're here. We're fabulous. Don't mess with us. 5,000. 5,000. I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Get to the floor, step on the floor, step on the floor, get to the floor, cause I I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I five thousand.